From the creators of Relevant Magazine, it's the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, February 27th, 2015, and it's the last day I have to say that word. I can't say February very well. Oh. I, I blow it's through hard. it. Yeah. Is it, do you pronounce the R's? It's like egg No, you don't. I learned this because yesterday I had to record the audiobook for Saver, so I had to say it every day of February. Oh. And if you add the R, it's over. You know, you'll never get to the end of it. February. Yeah. It's like, I would just say, <laughs> I would just say, like uh, abbreviate, just say Feb. To, yeah, to, yeah. to me, it's uh, like brewery. Yeah, yeah, Ewan, yeah, yeah. Ewan yeah. <laughs> McGregor. I, I, for some reason, I can't say brewery easily. The rural juror. <laughs> the rural juror. That's right. I'm your, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and this week's show is brought to you by Stamps.com. You know that feeling uh, you get when you can get things done with just a click of the mouse? It yeah. can't get more convenient than that. No, no there's. I. You have. Wow. <laughs> and now and now, now you can even get your mailing and shipping done without leaving your desk, thanks to Stamps.com. Stamps.com turns your computer into your own personal post office that never closes. Talk about convenient. Buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or package using your computer and printer. Then just hand your mail to the mailman or drop it in the mailbox, and you never have to go to the post office again. Right now, you can use promo code RELEVANT for this special offer, a no-risk trial plus $110 bonus offer, including a digital scale, which calculates exact postage for letters and packages, and up to $55 of free postage. Don't wait. Go to stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in relevant. That's stamps.com. Enter relevant. Uh, Like I said, I'm Cameron. Here with me in our Orlando studio... The very lovely Eddie Big Cat Coffold. Sweet of you to say. Well, it's the Oscars award show. We all are dolled up today. Are you guys wearing the same shirt? We always do. No, oh, we're... it's cute. I know. Are all three of us wearing the same I shirt? Think yeah, Jesse, too. And I got to say, someone got a haircut over here to my left, Mr. Cameron. We can talk about that in a minute. We are transitioning. Yeah, high yeah. and tight. Wow. Yeah. Um, on the Skype <laughs> over Hold there. on. Stop. Did you say we are transitioning? We are transitioning. Who's we? Me and my barber. Perfect. <laughs> And we'll just like put a, wait, 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 wait. Let me ask Just this. put a bookmark in it, finish the introductions, and we're going to come back. Over there. Wait, wait, Eddie, Eddie, I'm going to pause you there and take it in a non-offensive uh, direction. Are you transitioning from barbers, or are you transitioning haircuts with the same barber? I've had the same haircut for all of 2014, and I said to him as I sat down this morning, do you think we should mix it up? And he said, it's going to be a journey. It's going to take a while. You're going to be in the in-between. Are you ready? And I'm like, I think I can do it because on the other side, it'll be worth it. And so I'm on. I'm officially on the in-between for the next three months. There is. I did. I, well, we're there now. What kind of barber do you go to that that's a conversation that you can I, have? I was just, he, I walked in and since last time I saw him, he had grown a full beard, mustache, and had oh, started twirling it. That's it. You know, the curl thing. Yes. And can. so yeah. I thought, how in the world Perfect. do you get to reinvent yourself? And I'm rocking the same look. 
You know? So I said, should I should I mix it up? And he said, I got some ideas. So where are we going to end up with? Because right now it's like, uh, remember when Natalie Maines was just at the end of uh, Dixie Chicks and uh-huh. she put her hair up high into the back? That's that's where we are for the transition. <laughs> I think, you know, that's exactly what he told He looked through one of those like haircuttery 80s catalog, like dramatic black and white pictures. It was like, this one, the right. Dixie Chick. The end of the career Dixie <laughs> That's uh, what I want. I call it the late Dixie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, want the, I want the late Dixie. Well, you were rocking that. And, uh, and by the time summer hits, the, the top will be long enough and the sides will continue to be high and tight. Oh, cool. And uh, and I have a, I just got a motorcycle. So You did? It's getting built right now. Yeah, for my birthday. I bought, I've been saving up for a year and I got myself, finally got myself a bike. So cool. What, what did you get? It's a vintage BMW. Uh, it's, I'm modding it to be a little bit more cafe racer. It's black. What's uh, that mean? Um, yeah, like the flat seat, yeah. uh, lowered handlebars, but a vintage kind of military looking oh. uh, tank and bike. It's like a European looking bike. It's beautiful. So fun. See, I, I, I've always wanted a motorcycle, but the thing is, I know myself. Yeah. And I know like I would always be attempting very, very dangerous thing if, things if I own one. So I've just I've just decided not to allow myself to, to, to face that daily temptation of doing something awesome but maybe reckless on a motorcycle. Right. The whole world to you becomes a, like a, a, options for ramps. Can, can we, let, let me ask you this. How hard are you considering that sidecar right about now? Yeah. It, it, is, it looks, honestly, it is exactly the sort of bike that would have a sidecar. And so I don't know. Um, maybe that's the thing. I maybe I, I save mean, it for next year. I mean, and then yeah. there's your ride. Then you Eddie. can attach a sidecar. You yeah. can just get an af- like a sidecar later. Yeah, I think so. Neat. And then yeah. that's your yeah. ride. You're sitting there with your little helmet and goggles and, and the sidecar. And- <laughs> can, can I ask this now that you're like taking up motorcycling? I've always wondered this about the sidecar specifically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you allowed to have two? <laughs> One on each side. Why wouldn't you? I've that's thought about question. that a lot because I'm like. I wouldn't just have one. It looks off balance to me. It looks like I'm leaning weird in every turn. Yeah. You want like a catamaran. To, to, yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> genius. I think you're going to be wider than the lane at that point. I think. I, that, don't, I don't. I don't know. I mean, they would have to be. It would pretty be like tight a car that cars. seats three people. I guess a yeah, lot of cars seat three you people. Bring it like, in a, tight. like a suburban. Yeah. You can't be wider than a suburban. Some yeah, sort of a trailer. Uh, maybe a trailer cat. Jesse, like maybe that. this is what you innovate. You innovate the double sidecar. <laughs> By the way, that's. And one day we'll remember <laughs> Jesse Carey as the founder of the double sidecar. Yeah, I, 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 my, my, my fame and fortune will come because I've invented a very dangerous, well, extra-wide double side. We'll talk about your fame and fortune. Yeah. You have you've me, broken through, my friend. <laughs> okay, so I'm still in the middle of introductions. Over there on the ones and twos yeah. and threes and fours, our illustrious producer, Chad Michael Snape. My recording elapsed time says 1645 right now. There's no way that's right. We literally just started. We're just Running started. a super tight ship today. Yeah. On the Skype line from uh, Chicago, Illinois, author and speaker, Shauna Equist. Good morning. And over there on the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, the Lord of the Flies, Jesse Carey. He has lost oh. his mind. Hello. Yeah, I, 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 my sanity had slipped away. I'm slowly, slowly recovering. Yeah. But, so, uh, so let me update people listening for the first time. Yeah. Last week, Jesse partook in an internationally known <laughs> phenomenon, which was for 168 straight hours, 24 hours a day, seven days straight, he listened to nothing but the Nickelback catalog in order in an effort to raise money to build wells through charity water. He set up a campaign. It was a, it was a relevant podcast listener who came up with the idea. Mm-hmm. He accepted the challenge. He set up a campaign, and as of recording right now, Jesse's campaign has raised $33,378, bringing clean water to 1,112 people. 
which is an absolutely amazing. Um, amazing thing, buddy. That's uh, so, well, well, thank That's you, to, awesome. thank you guys, and and everyone who gave uh, uh, and supported. How many people it gave? Blew, it, 919 people gave. Wow. Yeah. By, by every standard, it was the weirdest week of my entire <laughs> life. Yeah, I need now. I need the debrief. I want to know. How are you feeling? What was it like? Because last time we checked in with you, you were only on day three, and you were a little frazzled. You and Sweet Dana still holding on? Still? <laughs> and, and everything was thrown into Did a loop. Did she come my, home from my, the hotel? Yeah, my, my, my marriage, my parenting skills, my double sidecar project, all the welding I've been doing in the garage, right. all thrown off. Right. <laughs> uh, no, it, it was... So, so yeah, for a quick... Re- I, don't, I, don't wanna, I know we talked about it a lot last week, but for a quick recap... You know, we, we launched the campaign page like a week early because we, we mentioned it on the podcast that we we're going to be doing it, and and we blew past our goal of five thousand dollars. Right. So I bumped it up to ten. We quickly blew through that, and we, I guess it was Cameron. Was it Monday or Tuesday night that somehow MTV.com to- decided to to publish the story? Tuesday night. Up until Tuesday, it was yeah. a couple of radio radio stations. There was a couple of international blogs. People would listen to the show. Right. And uh, then Tuesday night, MTV.com picked it up, and that's when it was like, uh oh, it just started to snowball. Yeah, this is the thing. Yeah, so I wake up on Wednesday, and I have probably seven or eight radio morning radio interviews, and and at that point, I'm just recycling my Nickelback jokes. <laughs> it's really hard. just, just kind of like lot. they kind of recycle their songs, right? <laughs> exactly. Oh. They they recycle the same formula for every song, like I was doing for punchlines. Knowing what you know now, you probably should have invested like a week beforehand to do some just writing and prep for this. Right? I, I had no idea. I did. I thought it was I, at first. I thought we were going to be lucky to get five grand on this. Thing. Right. Right. But uh, uh, yeah, so then it got picked up by a bunch of. It, it sort of you know went I'll, viral. I'll, I'll um, give a small it, recap. Time Time dot com on Wednesday morning, which listeners to last week's show heard that. Then Entertainment Tonight, uh, the Daily Mail, huge site in the UK. BuzzFeed did an interview with you. Uh, mm-hmm. Billboard picked it up. Huffington Post did a big piece. The Edmonton Sun, a ton of international press. Yeah. Um, but it, it just started to snowball. It became a thing of like, hey, have you heard about that guy in Virginia? Yeah. yeah, and I'm trying to like manage all those interviews and stuff, and just like the weird, yeah, it was awesome. Like I appreciated people getting attention for Charity Wire, but like I said, I'm trying to like consistently make jokes about it and be entertaining. But at the same time, I'm listening to Nickelback, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I can say this: I am not exaggerating at all. I was losing my mind, and I did not want to cheat. I could have easily cheated, but I didn't want to do that. I felt they would ruin the whole thing, hey, even just for me. You're a man like, of integrity. Back, you're a man who who makes the who does the right thing when nobody's looking. N- nobody man, thought you would. Nobody cheat. else would probably mm-hmm. have had the integrity on the challenge the way you do. But you're a man of integrity. Hold on. Oh, I I, knew, I didn't want to nah, live with myself. You would have cut corners. <laughs> Shut <Yeah>. your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I I but by seriously Sunday night when it all was over I could not I was like pacing around if it had gone one more minute or or if someone said honestly if someone said they would give me personally like 10 they would match it for me like in a secret fund I'll give you like 10 or 15 thousand dollars to take this one more day I would have said no I cannot do it <gasps> wow <laughs> not an exaggeration so, so so it didn't become like white noise to you it didn't become a thing where you just kind of tuned it out no no You're not it secretly was like- listening to it right now just like <laughs> it's it's just like the new thing you do forever 
I'm telling you, like it it was it it became, and I'm not, I'm not trying to sound over dramatic, but psychological torture. It was terrible. Like yeah. I could not wait. <laughs> I couldn't concentrate on anything. I wasn't sleeping well. I couldn't focus. I couldn't do anything to relax and just enjoy my day because that stupid music was playing. <laughs> and any con- any conflicted feelings I had about making fun of Nickelback for a week straight, I lost. I did not care. I hated them. <laughs> Are you? See, that was oh, wait a minute. What about Florida? Did you hate Florida? I mean, I remember how it was like pure joy Magic. on your face. So happy last week. week. He was my oasis in a desert that I sure. would get to visit for, for 30 seconds every five and a half hours. Man, sure. if, if Flo Rida is your oasis, you're in a bad place. I'm in a bad desert. What What did you learn about yourself hmm. through this? Um, that I'm a, I'm a fragile person. Really? <laughs> Not that you have more strength than you thought. You actually have less strength than you oh, thought. Oh, far less. I thought, I thought, nah, this will be a breeze. Oh, wow. Like, I can handle this. I didn't know just how... Like literally to the point of of of, of y- wanting to just end the comp in the in the I knew I couldn't end it because too it had gotten too much attention. But I really wanted to. I didn't even think I consider myself like if I set my mind to it and I think it's funny, I'm just gonna do it. I learned that that is not the case. It, it made me question, to be honest, and this is disturbing to me. It made me question oh my theory of total mastery. Oh, oh. that's, oh. that's, that's really deal. hard, Jesse. That is rough. For context, I have I have a a, a theory that given <laughs> enough time, usually the 90 day range, I can total master right. any skill, like like dart throwing, ping pong. Close-up yeah. magic, things like that. Yeah, I'm talking like round the clock, you yeah. know, I, I, I could master. I don't know if I'm mentally strong enough to do it. <laughs> wow. And that You know, that's that's a big, it's a big hit, it's a big blow for me, but yeah. it is what it is. It's almost like a midlife crisis or something, you know, it's like you can't, you think life's going to turn out one way and like your eyes are opened one day, like, oh no, I'm not who I thought I was going to be. Yeah, thanks Nickelback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people gave. I mean, almost a thousand people gave. It was yeah, average- that is awesome. I'm I'm so appreciative that people did that. I think. What's it's- your next challenge going to be, Jesse? You ready to do it again next week? I or think week you after do. A, I think you do a collaboration with David Blaine and enter into the physical endurance uh, and psychological. You got to add a new element. A new if dimension. he would have me, I would gladly do a co endurance challenge. <laughs> where, you build a double side car, and you <laughs> yeah, and ride nonstop for a week. Yeah. Uh, through a block of ice. No, I, I don't know. You, you know, someone suggested this thing was such a big hit in Canada. Like most of the press, like the radio stuff was in Canada. I'm still getting emails from like Canadian radio stations that want to talk about because they're just getting the news because it travels slowly <laughs> up there. Mm-hmm. They're on a delay. But someone suggested well, if, if we really wanted to do it and to, for it to get attention, Celine Dion would be the perfect choice oh. next year. Oh, oh wow. Oh. That is really something. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's got a larger catalog, though, doesn't she? I, feel like I don't you, know. I don't actually don't know either, and don't know why I thought that. I know nothing. <laughs> I don't know, Eddie. Does she? <laughs> no, but if I do it next year, definitely, I, I'm not going to do it alone. I'm going to have other people do it with me. Yeah. I'm not. I, I can't. I can't do this alone. I have to know other people. I have to have. A, I have to have the knowledge that other people are are experiencing the same mental and psychological breakdowns that I am. 
I, I, I don't, I don't know if this is where you're headed, but I, I do not want to do this. Yeah, I'm probably, <laughs> this is, uh, I don't want to, yeah. before we go down the road of like, wouldn't this be a fun thing to do yeah. as a podcast? I think this would be a good time for a round of not it, not it, not, yeah, it. not it. I'm the first, not it. <laughs> yeah, I just say about all the money you could raise. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Let's remember I the people. I support right. you. I will cheer you on. <laughs> Jesse this Curry. is not Here, my cup of tea. Here's the thing about Celine Dion's catalog. Yes. 11 English albums. Oh. 14 French albums. Oh. So there you go, Shauna. That's there it. you go. Shauna. So Shauna will do the French albums and Jesse will do the English albums. Oh, great. There you go. Oh, let's do this. One year from today. <laughs> let's commit. No, I, the entire year. Jesse, I agree with you. I think that the thing we, we figure out between now and next year is the communal challenge that our listeners can partake in as well. Yeah. Because think of the influence you had. I mean, you're one guy and you got 900 people to donate. Imagine like if 900 other people yeah. went to their networks and they all got, you know, 50 or 100 people to well, donate. I mean, like, it's exponential. It's much more serious, but like the end it movement where everybody's post putting X's on their mm-hmm. hands and posting it, that's it's out on Friday. It's out so today, you are today. equating the Nickelback challenge to the end it movement. I'd say it's, I'd, I'd, say, I'd say it's exactly the same thing <laughs> from what I understand about ending slavery. I'd say it's the same thing. And let me just get this straight out of you work at IJM. I do. I do. And we're big supporters of the Nickelback challenge. <laughs> we're doing good work over there. No, no, that, that was one element I regretted was taking this on alone because I don't, I'm not a big like social media user, even though I tried to like have fun on Twitter you with this whole thing job. and I'm going to stick around. You did great. Oh, uh, thank you, man. But uh, that was the other thing too. I, I wish I could have deflected some of that attention to other people yeah. to 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 make some jokes and have some fun with it. I'm really appreciative of how it all shook out. But I think next year bringing more people in would be fun. Check. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Not it. <laughs> Nobody. Thinks I do think one it. of the other things about it is um, people are dying to give to good causes. Yeah. Like they just want to. And yeah. so you picked a cause that people love giving to, mm-hmm. and they were so happy to do it. I think. Um, People are just looking to be asked, and you ask them, and they completely showed up. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was yeah, just totally. silly enough and just weird and funny enough to capture people's attention. And I, I, and then, and then when you look at it, it's for a great cause. You captured yeah. it. And that's the thing. I don't think people would have given if it wasn't to a great cause. Agreed. I think they would have uh, loved it and appreciated it and thought it was fun and silly. But if it was for something that didn't connect with people on a deep level, I don't think they would have actually given dollars. I agree. Right. Yeah. So, so I think you made it, that was a really important part of it. I, I, well, it. Oh, go ahead, Cameron. No, I just, I, what struck me in some of the media coverage, including Time and others, is, is like, I think in our world, Charity Water as an organization is actually a much bigger entity right. than in the bigger world. Right. Because like, they're like an organization called Charity Water. I mean, right. it was like they didn't have any yeah. reference or knowledge and about they gave Charity like Water. the little vision statement. Yeah, and yeah. They were like, Apparently, this is what this little org does. And, right. and, you know, if you look at the big scheme of things, a lot of the NGOs that are on the international stage really are multi-billion dollar NGOs, and Charity mm-hmm. Water isn't. It's right. an indie bootstrap, and, I mean, they're doing amazing work, mm-hmm. but it is in the tens of millions of dollars yeah. range, and yeah. hundred maybe, not billions. Right. And so it's really cool to me that this dumb stunt got Charity Water, who... I am a huge supporter of, we yeah. all are, I got them out there, which is great. Talk to me about that first night, you know, it was midnight, Sunday night, you turn it off, were your ears ringing? Like, how did you feel? Th- this is no joke. My ears hurt. This is the first time I've put in earbuds since it ended. Oh, I know. Because my ears that. have literally been hurting. I don't think there's any like, I think it. there was one incident where I had the iPad on the kitchen counter with the earbuds in, and then Noah ran somewhere, so I went to go get him, and the iPad yanked off and the earbuds stayed in, 
and it like jerked the weight of my ears down with the iPad. Uh, that probably happened. These are the hazards when you're doing something like this. <laughs> why? Why didn't you plug it into your yeah, phone? Even, why are you I, going I, iPad I kept only? Switching devices for for like battery reasons. Oh, okay. Oh, I right. forgot about that. All right. But anyway, but it, that it, I was really nervous Sunday night when it ended, and I didn't go right to bed. And, and I actually. I, I insisted that we turned off the the fan in our room because I didn't want any noise that night because I was seriously paranoid that I had caused permanent hearing loss <laughs> by doing this stupid thing. Like I was honestly like hearing the kind of ring and the buzz and my ears were literally hurting. Like the physical ears were hurting. So I, I, I demanded we turn the fan off and sleep in silence. And the weird thing was like he has this buzz going and then every five and a half hours, Flo Rida would be whispering yeah. in his ears. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, you're awesome. I love that you did this. You really it's are so great, fun. man. I, I, you know, I thank you, and and I, I don't know for sure if I could do it again. Knowing like how terrible it is, terrible. Jesse, listening to the same music. Jesse, because of this stunt, you and I are obligated to go to a Nickelback concert in August, and you're going to know every song. Yeah, of course he will. He'll know every yeah, word, every song. Every song. And my question is, at that point, are you going to get angry, or are you going yeah. to like almost like? It's it's just gonna bubble up and it's gonna be this euphoric. Is it a joy. warm blanket or a source of the pain? Yeah, it could be like a flashback. Like I just start going crazy. PTSD. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think one of my favorite moments of the whole thing was the Charity Water blog, who has been supported by Nickelback and this, and was trying to straddle both. They're like, what a what a fun way to have fun. I was well. <laughs> that blog came out after yeah. several emails between me and yeah. Scott and yeah. the team. And they were they were rightfully concerned about yeah. not wanting to be seen as mocking Nickelback, who has done a lot of great work and right. supporting yes, they clean are, water. They're super charitable and yeah. give to clean water. They are initiative. giver agnostic. They just care that people yeah. are supporting it. Yeah, so they're they like, wanna... we're not picking sides in this battle. No. But they loved the campaign, and they didn't know how to love it because they felt weird about it, and they didn't know, you know. <laughs> it was and, great. And so I was kind of behind the scenes mediating intentions. It was great wordsmithing. And I then Yeah, it. and then when they put that blog out there, like, they are bridge builders. The, this organization organization is nothing they're they yeah. build wells and they build bridges yeah yeah and, to, and, and even to be fair obviously i didn't like being called a name on our national radio state but to be fair you know he does he probably hasn't read like the actual tweets and and the and the campaign page and the jokes to see how tongue-in-cheek it was so yeah if it if it made him defensive i don't blame him i get it i wasn't trying to be a jerk to him so well, no hard feelings i think if if they understood well, the overall attention and the, and the and the sensibility they would be cool with it and like you said cameron they give it to a lot of stuff so you do have hard feelings in your ears they still hurt mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah literally hard feelings yeah. calluses yeah. in my eardrums it's very <laughs> painful. <laughs> painful feelings all right well we have a great show today coming up later we talked to rebecca lyons who's yes. an author uh, about some well i won't give away what we talked to her about and then after that uh, we have a very special guest host coming and joining us for the 2015 oscars.biz awards this is this is uh, exciting. It's, an, it's a big day. Uh, big day. All week, people have been over at oscars.biz, uh, O-S-K-A-R-Z.B-I-Z, and have been voting for our annual, it's our fifth annual Oscars.biz Awards. Uh, we did a video nomination special last week. People have been watching. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've tallied your votes. We had an accounting firm come in, and they've handed us envelopes. Yep. And we will have an awards presentation yep. later on the show today. Now, have you kept your guesses in a secret locked place? <laughs> <laughs> that, that will be revealed for, 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 for the lamest build-up punchline of all time. Was that the worst? Oh, it was. That it was whole terrible. Thing was awful. Ugh. Anyway, we're going to talk shows. about it. But our, ours will not be awful. Ours we're, will not be awful. Be In stunning. fact, while people were, wa- were watching the Oscars, I saw people tweeting. 
I wish, you know, like the Oscars.biz is so much better than this. Everybody, yeah. please go watch that instead. What was the general Twitterverse? I was not on that night. What was the comment? Oh, are you on a social media lint thing? I am. Yeah, I'm trying not to make a thing. So why, you, if you're on a lint, you can't ask about it. You can be like, what does that taste like? Describe it to me. I think I can. I don't can't think that? so. I think that's the spirit of the law. See, this is why Jesse well, I mean, we did can't, the Nickelback. Like, read read Twitter to him, but no. But generally, where people like this was great or this was awful. I don't know. You should look. Oh gosh, shut your mouth. Said it was you awful. Are, you said little, it was one of the they worst. Said, they said shows. literally. Thankfully, Jesse and Cameron were on it because Eddie just kind of was dragging it down again. What about the? Yeah. Oh Oscars, no no no! I, I was talking about the Oscars. Oscars. Oh yeah, no, I know that was the feedback that I was terrible on the Oscars.biz. Shauna, the actual I Oscars. I would never say that about you, and I did not know what we were talking about. <laughs> you, you, Eddie, she. Where are she, we? What's happening? Shauna, let done? me orient you to what just happened. You and I were on the same page. Then they oh, just. Good. I was someone. Then, I was at least on one yeah. page with one other person. Right. Okay. Then, then the little devil on my left shoulder here decided to start getting hurtful. Which, by the way, nice to have you so close. Isn't it weird? It's no. Let's touch him. It's really nice to have you so people, close. People don't know, or I, you know, we we've you know we have a new studio, and we're still figuring out the studio. You know, it's like you move into a new house, and right. you you put the furniture in one spot, and you just kind of tinker. So we're still right. tinkering. Right. And um, one of the tinkers we did this week is uh, we switched seats. Yeah. And so I'm I'm in a new spot, and you're over there, right. and we're looking all different directions. It's, it's very helpful. disorienting. It's helpful because I'm pretty much watching Jesse and right. Shauna a lot, but that meant I was always looking weird and off to the left. Left, but right. you know, I guess a little better. But now I have the relevant thing behind me. Yeah, so that feels fancy. You're That's the brand. Cool. <laughs> Carry it. Clearly, <laughs> I am who you're trying to reach. Um, hey, Shauna, I I uh, I was on Amazon last night and I bought uh, Saver. I'm really excited. Well, you don't have to buy it. I'm I did. Send you one. No, no, no. I, you're my friend, and I support things I believe in. And so yeah. I ordered Saver. It gets here tomorrow, and I'm really excited. Well, thank you. I actually just uh, wrote notes to all of you slash your wives, and they should be getting to you this week. But oh, awesome. yeah, it's it's on its way. So really sweet. We, are, we are deep in book release uh, month. Tell me, tell me about it. What is that like? Yes. What you- well, Monday and Tuesday of this week. So yesterday and the day before, I recorded the audiobook, which is... Okay. Terrible. So I think Question. I'm going to do a challenge and just listen to the audiobook for seven straight days. <laughs> there you go. That would we be a joy. We were literally recording for 16 hours. Oh, man. Shauna. Wow. How long of a book is it? It's 392 pages. <gasps> You're regretting every one of those pages. Yeah. You wish yeah, you would like, just. There, do you, enough repeated words? Does there have to be groups of three of everything? Blah, blah, blah. Maybe yeah. just a nice pamphlet well, would suffice. Tell everybody what the book's about. It's a devotional, right? It's a devotional and it's a 365 with dates. So that means like you open it and it's like April 6th, April 7th, April 8th. So you can track through a whole year. Um, and then there's a, so there's the date, then there's a verse from the Bible. Then there's like a little reading. And then there's like a, either a prayer or something to consider throughout the day or something to talk about with your community. And then about every two weeks, there's a recipe. And oh. some of that is because, some of it is because I love recipes. And some of it is because I kind of, I kind of dragged my feet on doing a devotional because I'm not totally one of those people. Like I tend to not think that the whole of our spiritual lives happens alone with a book or alone with a Bible. Like Mm. to me, a lot of spiritual life happens around the table or in a church community or, you know, um, and so the recipes are sort of a reminder, like this isn't just your spiritual life happening with you in this book. Your spiritual life is also happening when you invite people around the table, when you enter into deep conversations, that Mm. kind of thing. So yeah, and it's called Savor. 
And it officially is out March 10th, but it's already at Barnes & Noble and it's already shipping. So Neat. Oh, it's, yay. it's shipping from Amazon too. Uh, what is the decision? Because I, I know a lot of authors, they will read their own books, but some choose other people to like read their Like James Earl Jones. But they have fine voices and I always know what's the decision. Did you ever have an option to get someone else to read it or was it always you? They'll, they will have someone else do it. Some of it is people greatly prefer, like people who are really into audiobooks yeah. have pretty strong feelings about it. Like yeah. I keep hearing from people who will only read it, only listen to it if it's read by the author. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. It's, it's in your first, tone. It's your voice. It's, yeah. It makes sense. And the first time around when it was Cold Tangerines, I was still living in Grand Rapids. That's where my publisher was. Mm -hmm. They were like, it's just not that hard. Like drive to the office. The second two... I guess second, uh, second, third, and fourth. I just go over to church. It's like walking distance. A friend of mine's an audio engineer. Oh. And, um, and uh, from what I've heard, it was actually yesterday I was getting really frustrated. Um, you know, you're reading your own stuff and you see things that you would have changed, and but you can't because it's already printed. Yeah. Um, and so the guy, uh, the engineer was like, you know what? I don't know if this is going to make you feel better or worse, but you're doing a really good job with the recording. So if the book thing doesn't work out, you could totally read other people's audiobooks. Yeah, you have a great <laughs> reading. Yeah, yeah, you're like, well, that, thank you for that that weirdly <laughs> passive aggressive compliment. Yeah. It's like, you, hopefully the book thing works out. Yeah, thank you, you could always just die to yourself and read other people's dreams you know, if you that's could, what you'd like to do. <laughs> you might have a future in podcasting or something. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I man. actually did, after I did the Cold Tangerines one, um, Aaron and because we have a recording studio in our house, Aaron and I recorded a couple audiobooks for other people. Like it just, it only takes a couple days. It's not that hard. Um, the problem is this one was way too long. Like this, we were just, we literally never took more than a 10 minute break. We were just hustling to get it done. Yeah. But it's done. Yay. Can I ask the dumbest uh, recording question that I've always wondered? Uh, do you turn pages on a, on a book? And if so, how do you not hear that? It's a dumb well, question, right? But I always wonder. <laughs> Easy thing about this book, well, the, and they, they you don't read from the actual book. They they send you like paper, so yeah. it's individual oh. sheets, like a manuscript. Nice. They yes. just drop them as you go. <laughs> just throwing I them. <laughs> I could do. I had like a music stand, and I would do like set page by page. And then when we hit one, it, he organized them, let's say, in tracks of twenty or whatever. So I do twenty in a row, and then I would fling them forcefully onto the rest of the studio. Okay. I by the end, I was so done and it's you know it's your own stuff and you're like blah 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 i've heard this stuff you know there's no right. element of like oh i'm sort of getting captured in the content you're like no i know how this ends so, I know. so, so I people a... really need to listen all the way through because about four fifths of the way through the book she just starts going blah 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 i've heard this stuff blur blur <laughs> blur so, so, so anyway god help me here and uh, i was very appreciative <sighs> anyhow it's june 7th now <laughs> you just hear the folders hitting the wall um I, I think i would be so excited that i would be every page would be like tony reale at the end of PTI. I just ball it up and throw it at the camera, then get the next one. I have I have two more audiobook questions. All right. Uh, next one. How'd you handle the recipes? Yeah, were you like I, a, that was gonna be my one question. One cup of sugar. Did you have a little hot plate in there and you were just like <laughs> And now or did you like freestyle? Like, here's a recipe now and it what'd you do? No, and we had to figure this out for bread and wine as well. We don't read the recipes, uh, but when you buy the audio version of either book you also get a PDF of all the recipes. Okay. So you would get the, you know, the, the files and whatever format to listen to, and then a PDF with each of the recipes. And final question, do you get to choose who does the, like the bumper, like at the beginning and the end? And should it be Chad? <laughs> Chad, you want to try out yeah. right now? This is, well, I, for a while I was working on like, the, this is NPR. This. And I would go around the office and stuff. So it's like, 
This is the Sean and Equus audiobook yeah. for oh, Saver. Wow. I like it. Totally. That's you, good. Yes, me. I want Chad. Just record that and send it to her. That was yeah. perfect. No, well, fine. he did record it. It's yeah, recording yeah, yeah, right, it's right here. Oh, yeah. we recorded this In minute thing. 47 of this podcast. No. <laughs> We're at 47 <laughs> minutes, guys. <laughs> no, but they actually, what they want... Um, so for a book like mine, this devotional is kind of even more geared toward women specifically than the other books. And so- Well, I'll um, send mine back then, would, sorry. <laughs> I actually, I sent you one and I, I put like a note in it, like, I know a women's devotional is not at the top of your- Hey, I went to the IF conference, but... uh, the IF gathering. Yeah, I'm and down. Cameron's, Cameron's riding around I, with his cool new- Yeah, like, I got the Dixie, the late Dixie cut. I'm <laughs> on your way to the I'm Beth down. Moore convention. You yeah, got it. On done. your motorcycle. Not There's the, even a nothing. necklace inside. And I was like- I know you don't want a necklace Hold on, or there's a, a necla- lady devotional. There's a but necklace, you're my friend. There's a necklace inside your book. Um, in well, now I gave away the secret. In like my friends and family mailers, anybody. there's a necklace inside. Okay, well, oh, that's because that's like the new thing. That's a, another thing in publishing. And I sound like I'm a hundred when I say this, but in the old days, you used to just send them your book, and that was what was fun. Is they got your book, but now it has to have snacks and presents and and things that pop out of it and glitter and. You know, they can't, you can't just send someone like, here's the thing I made with several years of my life that have to be other things in it now. Yeah, I, so, dis- um, I disagree. I actually hate it when the big package comes because there was, there was, uh, I got one recently and it was like, <laughs> sorry, Shauna. no, 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 no. The, the, the one little, the one item is nice, but yeah, I'm saying yeah. the ones that feel a need to go over the top. No. It's just like, what are you overcompensating for? The I, work should I, I stand for itself. Time, a, a live golden retriever with a book. <laughs> <laughs> right. So. It came, no, it came delivered in one of those big St. Bernard's with like the barrel around <laughs> its like neck. This. The book was in the barrel yeah. and it said, you keep the dog. So yeah. <laughs> I, have a, I, have, I have a massive St. Bernard right it now. It was actually the, it was the NIV Bible. So <laughs> it worked. <laughs> well, Shauna, we are excited for you. And thank you. You guys are so sweet. Yeah, thank you, Shauna. That is so cool. Any day. Awesome. Well, we're all excited. That'll be great. I'll wear my necklace next week on the show. <laughs> well, speaking of books, it's time for entertainment releases. Uh, music coming out on Tuesday, March 3rd. Purity Ring is coming out with Another Eternity. Holla. I like them a lot. Uh, Brandy Carlisle still making music with the Fire Watcher's daughter. <laughs> Who's Brandy? Oh, the oh, uh, I love her. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. Hold on, the, the what's the group that she's in? Cameron, why did you do that? Because you... you're the target demographic for Brandy Carlisle. I'm oh, just not the Go Go's. Was it the Go Go's? No, no, no. The uh, no, she was a singer songwriter. She wasn't Brandy in. Brandy. No, you're thinking of Belinda. Belinda Carlisle. Carmichael. Yeah. That's who you're thinking of. That's right. not. Her. Are we not talking about the same person? No. <laughs> no you're, this is like a she's a CCM artist, right? No. Brandy Carlisle? No, she was in the whole oh. Lisa Loeb era. Oh, yes. No, I the know. The Lilith no, Fair she's people. She's not that old. Oh, yes, she is. Lilith Fair? She was on the late... No, she was she's l- not. No. Late no. Lilith. Cameron, d- d- describe late Lilith. her era. Can you describe her era of music in relation to your new haircut? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, she is 15 years past Cameron's uh, haircut. I, yeah. okay. I gotcha. disagree. I okay. Th- uh, of Montreal is coming out with oh. All Right Gloom. Love them. Or Oriate Gloom. I don't know. It's a French looking word. Third day is coming out with Lead Us Back. Oh, How do you feel about no. that, Eddie? Well, I'll tell you, uh, Shauna, I don't know if you listened to the end of the show last week, but some big Mac Powell news. He follows me on Twitter now. So I'm probably one of 20,000, but it was a pretty big deal. You know what I love is that he wow. followed you and now you went off Twitter for a month. I did. He's going to be like, why am I following he's this like, idiot? Whatever. It's, and a real, unf- it's a cat and mouse game. What happens you? when you come back on social media and he's unfollowed you? Yeah. I weep. I weep openly. Would your sacrifice have been worth it at that point? Mm-hmm. I think so. Really? Yeah, I probably The spiritual not. 
benefit is outweighing that you lose Mac Powell in the meantime? Probably not. <laughs> Eddie, let me ask you this: Was that what did you get off of social media media because of the pressure, knowing that Mac Powell will probably see your tweet and I'm judge like, you? I'm like, I can't, I, can't, I can't do this. I can't be right. funny. It's enough. too great. It's too great. I, I can't I just live. Need a break. I can't live up to my hero. I can't have this happen. <laughs> I picture, I picture Eddie every night, like in front of a roaring fire, like in front of his computer, and he's like slowly typing out a tweet, and he just stares at it and just slams the lid down. <laughs> Yeah, it's, this is it's it's not right. This is garbage. This is not for Mac Powell. This is amateur hour. This yeah. is for the newsboys. <laughs> My favorite social media thing is actually reading people's profiles, and so I always see who follows me because I love the. I I think they're either all exactly the same, or some of them are really really hilarious. But that's why I noticed. Like, is it like ninety nine percent of them are like loves Jesus, Christian. coffee, yeah. my sweet girls, right? Like that's it, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. and then, then yeah, love Jesus, coffee, my girls. Opinions my own. Yeah, which <laughs> and it's like, it's like so know. are you saying they're they're not for like some professional contact that you have or for not for the Jesus or the coffee lovers? Yeah, <laughs> some, somebody because I was assuming Jesus was writing for th- these for you because you had it in your bio. Yeah. I I really like the ones that are super random and you can just tell they don't care about any platform and they just will write something like I ate a bologna sandwich yesterday. Yeah, you're like good one. That was yeah. it. That gives me nothing. No yeah. website. None of what you do. It's just a joke. Well yeah. done. Yeah. Uh, Hillsong is coming out with Let Hope Rise, the Hillsong movie soundtrack. So the Hillsong movie is coming out this spring. That's awesome. And uh, this is the soundtrack, Let Hope Rise. Have you seen it yet? No, I haven't. Uh, uh, They've changed distributors. It was going to be distributed by Warner Brothers. Uh And then Warner Brothers was playing these trailers and the theaters and stuff. It was everywhere. And now it's totally different company. And so there's some stuff going on we're trying to figure out, but it is going to be released nationally uh, late spring, I'm I believe. I'm so excited. Yeah. I think it's just going to be so good. I agree. I agree. Uh, speaking of movies, uh, Friday, March 6th, movies coming out, uh, Chappie, the Hugh Jackman, Sigourney Weaver uh, movie. <laughs> Unfinished Business with Vince Vaughn, Sienna Miller. That's that business trip one. It looks terrible. And the second <laughs> best exotic Marigold Hotel, Judy Dench and yes. Dev Patel. Did you see the first one? No. Oh. I go to the If Gathering, but I don't watch the Marigold Hotel movies. <laughs> yeah. He draws the line yeah, at wearing yeah. the necklace. <laughs> Me neither. Anyway, what's the hell? What else is happening on the show? <laughs> yeah. Well, Judy, yeah, I don't even know who Judy Dinch is. I, I, yeah, don't even mention that National Treasure's name to me again. <laughs> yeah, what an interesting, what an interesting uh, story that was. Just kind of looking at. All right, that'll do. Anyway, I'm, I'm sorry, real quick, just because this is so ridiculous. When did you say the release date was? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> March six. And do we have any screener tickets for it? Friday, Friday, March six. I have a friend who wants to see it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, that'll do it for entertainment releases. Stay tuned. Up next, slices. You're listening to Nate Roos. The song is Nothing Without Love. It's his new single. It's solo. It's the guy from uh, Fun with a Period. Yeah. I thought it was before connect. that from the format, right? Yeah, the format. Yeah, correct. Oh, Shauna. Woo. Cool. She's got her Brandy Carlisle and her format on heavy rotation. That was really cool. <laughs> Somebody's married to a musician. I thought they were fun with an exclamation mark. No, it's a lowercase f, period. It's the irony that it's a kind of a downbeat punctuation, yes. even though fun. they're having oh, fun, fun, which is a little ironic fun. 
Okay, it was really fun. It was really fun. (laughs) Going to their show is real fun. Um, at the beginning of the podcast, you heard Mark Ronson with Daffodils featuring Kevin Parker from, from the new album, Uptown Special, which I have been enjoying quite a bit. So good. Yeah, it's mm. a lot of fun. Love it. It's great. Do when you the- even like music anymore, Jesse, or are you pretty much just dead <laughs> to the genre? I haven't listened to anything. I can't <laughs> imagine. It's detoxing off music. <laughs> yeah, I really am. Yeah. Um, okay, well, it's time for Slices. What do you have, Jesse? Your clear-headed he- clear slice. I'm excited to hear this. What do you yeah. have? Yeah. So uh, uh, the it, it's we're in the, the height of award season right now. We are uh, obviously the Oscars that biz uh, uh, today. That is is really what all the buzz is about. But uh, uh, the Razzies were recently announced, which is uh, uh, compiled by a, 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 a panel of more than seven hundred and fifty seven people that look at some of the worst movies of the year. Um, does anyone know what film took home the title? Past winners uh, g- have I'm- included Transformers, uh, Jiggly from 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 Ben I think Affleck. It's gee- Geely. Geely. Say, that- <laughs> Say that again, Jesse. Jiggly. Jiggly was a totally different movie. Yeah, it was also that one a Razzie too. Yeah, it was really bad. I'm I if it wasn't Left Behind, they didn't do their job. No, I've seen the list and I. I, will, I know the I know I, the number one I, film. I, I do too, and I'm going to tell you. I think they got it right. Okay, what? Who is it? it, it Cameron, you are close. It is a Christian movie. Oh, okay. It is Kurt Cameron saving Christmas. Oh, of course. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay, right? never mind. You're right. Yeah. Like, if they, you were in a torture situation, wouldn't you pick Left Behind over? Did did was Saving Christmas big enough? Big enough that like it actually got on the it radar. Had a theatrical release. Did it? Okay, so it wasn't it like a Christian like bookstore movie flick straight to DVD. It wasn't no. like one of those special events, you no. know, where they rent out the theater one night so they can say it was a theatrical release in like one. But it's city. really about a DVD. Oh, yeah. really? That happens. I, yeah, all I, the time. I, like little indie films will do. Like uh, what is it? Those uh, events. Yeah. You know, you oh, have yeah. to buy your ticket. You know, for one showing. Yeah. Anyway, well, I, I I will say that. Um, it, it, it seemed like the, the the academy here for the Razzies got a little personal with Kurt Cameron, <laughs> though though they have a reputation of doing this with with performers. Uh, like she's Kurt Cameron isn't the only one who got who 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 was the subject of a joke. Uh, Cameron Diaz won Worst Actress for two different films. Oh wow! <laughs> Sex Tape and the Other Woman. So it's not like they were just targeting Kurt Cameron. But the awards camera. Was well, it got. all people named Cameron? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I have yeah. a. Cur- I have Worst a cam- podcaster. <laughs> well, I mean, seriously. <laughs> I have a Cameron. <laughs> just, yeah, maybe that's it. I have a very loose Cameron Diaz theory. Very, it's not, it's not super formed. Haven't tested it out. No, no, no. But I just want to road test it with you guys, and you can poke holes in it. Do you feel like she's got a great movie in her? And this is just like, like in ten years, she's gonna do like she's a, the next Matthew, Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey, like a Travolta kind of thing, where all of a sudden she just gets a great role, and she's got like, but it's got to be one of those roles no. where she's got like depression or something, and it's like a real. But I feel like she's got it, and I got it in her. Well, like really? if she did like a Woody I Allen do. movie or something, right? I do, I do think that. I feel like that. What do huh. we think? I think she's I horrible. Can... Okay, I think really? she was great in The Mask, and great <laughs> I in. I think she's um... great. Okay, so Shauna, you like her. I do. I think she's beautiful. I think she's funny. I did see the other woman, and I would not say she was the problem. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, she was in the movie with Kate Upton. Um, I would say Cameron did a really solid job, although Leslie Mann stole the show. She's so she funny. Is, yeah, but she's she like, what, she's a great comedian. So are she's, you saying in that movie that 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 uh, the model 
one was the problem? Yeah, Kate Upton? No, 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 no. It was a, just a truly terrible movie. Just a I don't, but I don't think it was the acting that made right. it a terrible movie. Just gotcha. the whole, the script was bad, the concept right. was bad, gotcha. but it certainly was not Cameron Diaz's fault. I thought she was good in like, something about Mary, like back in the day. That. Yeah, that's true. That's you know, true. I think she's got dinner. I think, I think we're going to see- Do you really? I do. I think, I'm, I think within five years. Did you ever see Bad Teacher? No, sir. Oh, uh, bad. No. yeah. What's horrible. the one with her and Christina Applegate in San Francisco? The sweetest things for her. How did you do that? It's like the the bigger Chad. the budget, the worse she is. <laughs> wow, you're just waiting for someone to ask you that question. Like, I've I, just been waiting for a long time. That was really something. <laughs> that had well, some funny moments. I think she's funny. My issue with Cameron Diaz is that I go to Starbucks now and have to say my name, and they stare at me blankly, and then I go like Cameron Diaz, and they go, "Oh, okay," and they write it down. We love yeah. Cameron Diaz. That must yeah. be rough, Mr. Ed. Eddie Spaghetti, Eddie Mercury, all of the different ones. You've got one. What? No, I'm saying they don't know Eddie, how to spell. Everybody knows an Eddie. Yeah. Try Shauna. I like pick up a coffee for Stephanie. Like, is that what oh, you meant? That's right. You call Stephanie. I feel like we're going around like doing the fighting for the last brownie on whatever that movie was. Who has the worst name? It's like, well, no. well, well, hey, do you hey, have a least... woman's name? Do I have a woman's name? Because I have a woman's name, apparently, and haircut. It's spelled with with an I, it's like a girl. That's how the girl, that's how Jesse Spano spelled it. Get it right, people. It's S-S-E. So so Jesse and I have girl names, apparently. Yeah, Jesse does. You guys will never know our pain. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies names. Well, I, well, back to back to the so other Cameron in this story. Names. <laughs> what a terrible name! You know what I mean? Like if your name was Bob, I mean, like I mean, you wouldn't want you want you want a gender appropriate name. Uh, Shauna, Shauna, or should I just call you like a lady? Yeah. Or should I just call you Sean? I have a question for you, Sean. <laughs> you know, that's how I was able to register for the if gathering. I just used my name, my actual name, and they're like, no oh. red flag there. They're Welcome. Like, oh, he's the ni- She's the nineteenth Cameron to register. <laughs> Welcome to the sisterhood. <laughs> <laughs> I brought my, my I brought my traveling pants and had a great time. So, <laughs> well, well about, about the 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 other Cameron in this story, the the Razzies not only oh, right, the, the Razzies not only uh, awarded Kirk Cameron Saving Christmas uh, with worst picture, worst screenplay, uh, but he also got worst actor and worst on screen combo for Cameron and his ego. So it does seem like ooh, they got a, a little personal. Ooh, Ouch. Ouch. I was I was laughing with him. I was hoping he was getting the joke until the ego part. That just seems like not wow. he's not happy about that. Yeah. Now, he did, so I, I did haven't he, seen the film. I have heard criticism that it's a little preachy, so maybe that's what they're referring to. Yeah, but, but I it, don't know any other uh, actors uh, that 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 their ego was awarded for a film. So it does seem like they took a little. Mm. They took it a little personal direction this year. The Razzie. He did not have good uh, PR this year. He made a couple of statements and had some things that were not, I think, helpful to that. Yeah, I don't know the man, but it was not a. good He's year not for building him. bridges like Charity Water. You know what no, I'm saying? that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. What do you have, Shauna? Uh, so this is a, this is a, a story that I'm pretty excited about mostly cause I would like to meet this guy. The brisket bandit <laughs> has struck again Ooh. in his latest heist an, an unidentified man with a meaty moniker stole 13 smoked briskets and 10 cases of beer from Augie's barbed wire smokehouse in San, in San Antonio. This is his fourth. That's a hero. Heist. <laughs> that is a hero. This is his fourth heist, and in some of the other ones, uh, one time he stole uh, 12 pork butts, but another time, 200 pounds of brisket, and another time, 450 pounds of raw meat. How are you carrying that I'm having having some trouble with the logistics of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Right? 200 pounds, that is a... A 
a full grown man worth of meat. You can't because, just, and it's dead and it's dead weight. It's not like you're like, oh, help me hoist up. Like it's just dead. All right, keep so, going, Justin. Hey, real quick, Sean. I I don't think this should be classified as a th- as a theft. This is a straight up heist. When you're yeah. taking hundreds right. of pounds of meat, yeah. This is heist situation. This is you've got a guy in a van outside. There's with an the inside headphones job. on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, possibly with refrigeration. I mean, raw meat. You got to think yeah. that through. You have to have a plan for what you're going to do with 450 pounds of raw meat. You got yeah. the guy with, yeah. the, with the ropes in the raptors coming. You got a guy back on a computer somewhere, like hacking surveillance. This is a big heist operation. Well, when you yeah. usually have a heist, it's because you're going to like parlay it. You're going to make money off this this thing. You know, you're so gonna... they need to find a guy that just opened up a barbecue joint. So, well, so yeah, I mean, my question is, what's he doing with 450 pounds of meat? I mean, nobody's going to buy raw meat off of you. Nobody's going to buy meat where they don't know where it came from. So, so I don't think use, he, there's use, not really a market to make money off this. I think this guy's just liking to eat a lot of meat. They need to cross-reference. Well, you know, keep in mind yeah. that this last one, he took 13 smoked briskets, so that's cooked, and 10 cases of beer. Yeah, that's, so that's like he's throwing, he's throwing a really good party. That's a party. I'm going to yeah. dispute you on the, on, on the comment you made about no one just buys random meat where they don't know the source. Yeah. <laughs> I was at my house one day. This is true. The doorbell rings, and there's a guy on my doorstep, and he's like, hey, man, listen. I just uh, made a big-time meat delivery, but uh, people didn't want to sign for it all. I got a really good deal for you. And he's got a van right in front of my house. How are you alive? You've met him. You've met the brisket yeah, bandit. You have met the brisket I bandit. I have to be honest. I kind of walked around the van to kind of scope it out. You did not. There. You did not walk out of your door with this man. What were you looking for? I, Why I, were you I considering it? About it? What would indicate I'd safety? I'd think about it. I'd think about it. No, you wouldn't, Shauna. <laughs> I mean, what? Hey, what if, if, if you, hey, are you saying that he's going to abduct me in the meat van? I'm saying he's selling you. You don't know what kind of meat it is. It might be human. Right. He's selling you. Right. That's why I went to investigate. That's right. Cameron hit the nail on the head. We, he said what we didn't want to say. He's selling you. This is, you've seen fried green tomatoes? <laughs> but, but Eddie, what would the possible motivation be to sell, to go door to door selling human <laughs> meat? No, that was the meat, the, the movie, Fried Green Tomatoes. I didn't see it. Where they I, serve up the guy. Don't let killed. my hair fool you. I didn't see it. Okay. All right. Well, keep going. <laughs> no, no, no. My, my, my only last, my last comment here is this last heist, they caught him on video. He is still at large. Wow. No so, pun intended. <laughs> so is it the same place he keeps hitting or is he? No, no. It's different barbecue spots wow. that he keeps going to. So if you want to check online, see if you know this guy. Call in a police tip. We can put an end to this today. What city is it in again? Well, um, San Antonio. Huh. Yeah, all San Antonio. All San Antonio. Well, they like their barbecue. Down and I there. feel bad yeah. for the barbecue places that were like, who would have ever thought we had to give a security system around the meat locker? <laughs> yeah. And now look at this guy. Well, I picture yeah. that now they have one of those like laser things going everywhere, and he straight up <laughs> breaks in like Catherine Zeta Jones. Yes. He's got like pork chops on his back, like limboing <laughs> under lasers at the meat locker. I would also like to say that. I think it might be Catherine Zeta Jones. And also, my fried green tomatoes reference was absolutely accurate. Really? Mm-hmm. For people who have seen it. For the rest of us, right? We were like, I'm not saying it was a good reference. I'm saying it was accurate. Okay, it was. It did not help conversation and it wrecked the show. But <laughs> other than that, it was because accurate. I'm still picturing a guy at a meat at a barbecue place, like throwing the baby powder in the air so he can yeah. see all the lasers. <laughs> and he starts his orchestra music, and he's like, 
and he just knows the dance, knows the magic dance he has to do to get through it's that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Enya. It's like who? Yeah. Can yeah. Well, you remember say that scene in Ocean's Eleven too, where the yeah. guy he just oh, memorized do. the chord. It's yeah. it's a whole thing to get that kind yeah, of. Yeah, this out is actually the, then, the plot for Ocean's Eighteen. Then what's phenomenal yeah. is when he's able to do that whole thing in reverse with two hundred pounds of brisket on his yeah. back. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what makes him a hero. My well, friend. and I might not be the pickiest person, the right person to ask about this. Uh, Cameron and I have a mutual friend who is a hunter who routinely sends me coolers of things, and then I. I have to, uh-huh. I open it and I text him like, what's this one? I mean, I'll cook it, but what is it? No so. idea. <laughs> well, I got to be completely honest. If I had a friend who hit me up and said, listen, I came across a, a sizable amount of Omaha steaks. Uh, we can go grill them up. But the thing is, it's a no question asked, asked situation. I think I'd consider it. Yeah, but that's a friend. Yeah. A stranger on the street is a different situation. He had a really you good deal. food going. from strangers. Yeah, but it has seals and stamps on it, and there's purchase orders. And Not at the farmer's market. I they have meat there. Oh, yeah, I don't buy meat off a table at the farmer's market. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. yeah. Yeah. Chad and I don't buy meat at all. Yeah, I haven't bought meat in to quite each a few own. years. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, I'm own. with you. I, I don't I mind my meat source. <laughs> I don't mind my meat source. <laughs> I don't How are it you all alive? It's the same. All right. It all cooks. I have a rule. It's all, it's called meat is meat. Yeah, if Bear, Gr- <laughs> if, if Bear Grylls taught us anything, it's anything just, will cook. I an antelope last week, so clearly eat, I think so too. Eat any meat. An antelope? Good. Aren't those endangered in the African for, like fields? Uh, well, he, 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 he hunted in Texas, so all right. I feel like we're in safe territory. Where the deer yeah. and the antelope play. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, we what just do you had, have? You know, we had manatee yesterday. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about... Um, <laughs> Tastes like chicken. Yeah. So good because they don't move that much. Yeah, just me a bald eagle too. It was oh, fine. It's, mm. easy, it's easy to love yeah. it. Uh, well, more mysteries on our hands, and we didn't sync up on this. This is just this is what happens. We just are on the same page. Toronto, Canada, <laughs> police have a strange mystery on their hands. They have found a tunnel near York University, but they have no idea who dug the tunnel. Or why it exists. And you're thinking in your head, oh, maybe it's just a little tunnel. Maybe somebody dug like, you know, 10 feet down in the ground. No, 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 no. It is 33 feet long and 7 feet high. The tunnel has reinforced walls, a gas generator, extension cords, moisture-resistant light bulbs, and a sump pump to remove the water. And to make it even weirder, the builders uh, used a pulley system to remove dirt as they dug, but they found a rosary tacked to the wall with a poppy attached to it. And they have absolutely no idea who dug this tunnel and why. Uh, The uh, police sent out a tweet saying, if you built a tunnel near Rexel Center in Toronto... Give us a call, okay? <laughs> well, and the, great, the great thing about this is they said because they were like, "Well, would you think the, the per, you you actually think the person's going to call you after you're looking for them?" They said, "Well, we can't find anything in the law right. that forbids digging a hole." Yeah, it's not illegal. It's just super strange. the The best theory they've got, and they they were like a little bit. They're just grasping at straws. You can tell um, they have no intent. It is thirty yards from the campus's Rexel Center, which will be hosting a tennis event for the Pan Am Games this summer. But they're like, even that. I mean, who cares, right? Tennis <laughs> Pan Am Games. I, I, like, I don't see where that connects to any sort of theory. Right. I don't think there is any sort of like uh, terrorist activity going on at the tennis event of the Pan Am Center this summer that somebody's working this hard to build a, a tunnel to. So they said there's no criminal offense for digging a hole. So if you're in the Toronto area and you have a friend who is particularly dirty, uh, you should 
maybe a report. <laughs> not not that kind please. of dirty, you know. No, 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 no. We get it. Like, like digging it. <laughs> Loud and clear. Not jiggly, you know. Say. <laughs> well, I, I don't know what that means. Well, I think you do. Gigolo. That's what I was going I've, for. Sorry. I've never been so long. Not gigolo, dirty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how. Wow. That's, that's how that slice ended. That's amazing. Isn't that? But I mean, that is real work. They said. Uh, they also. I, I think my favorite quote. I think it said. Oh yeah, I said. Um, the York University has an engineering school, but not one with the pranking history of other Canadian institutions. Which but this isn't. This clearly isn't a prank. Like, are you sure? But but that's, well, but I mean, like, what would what would the be like? Ha ha ha! They found our hole. Right, but maybe it was we really got them. Jesse, we really got can, them good. They found that hole. It took us a year and a half and and and, and, and countless hours of man labor to build. And yeah. and it's kind of leading to nowhere. Like it's not doing. That's my favorite part of it. Is it's like once they look around, it's not like it's clearly heading towards like. Oh yeah, they were trying to get under the border. So they're it's trying, got a tunnel. It's like a bunker. Like, yeah, does it go yeah. anywhere? No, no. It's just it goes. From my understanding, I, the picture of it was just a hole. Are we sure that it's not a hobo refuge? No, I mean, I think they searched the hole and didn't find any. But, I mean, they were out and about milling around asking people for money at that point. So they it's like 450 pounds of meat yeah. at the bottom of the hole. <laughs> it, is, it, is. it was filled to the brim with brisket. In those refrigerators. <laughs> it is. I, I think it's a place that they were going to uh, store stuff. I mean, if it wasn't a tunnel going they, in, you, are you still on your hobo theory that no one not, can join you on because it's kind of offensive? It's a place where they're going to store stuff. No, not no, no. Maybe <laughs> that to the police. Maybe it's a doomsday scenario person who like wants to have a store up some militia, but they don't want to keep it in their house because that'll be searched. Uh-huh. So they've done this whole bunker in a place that'll never be discovered. They think. I'm just picturing Cameron calling the Toronto police. Gentlemen, I believe I've cracked the case. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Get get the get the pen and paper down. Case. Yeah, they're storing stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but but it isn't. The thing about that one, Sherlock. Yeah, maybe they're putting stuff down there. Maybe they're Here, leaving here's stuff the down thing there. That maybe you need to need to think. You need to think this through, detective. It's like a true detective care moment. Cameron sitting there. The world is like a flat circle. Sometimes you got to put stuff in to store it. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> That's pretty much what happened. Maybe the, there's a biscuit brand, bandit that you know up in Canada, and he's just prepping because we don't know where all the meat goes, right? Well, the other thing we got to realize is down there, it's very temperature controlled, right? And so it could be nice wine storage down there. It's right. always perfect humidity. Right. You're below the the frost layer, but it's nice and cool. There are a lot of theories, I think, that so are. So you're more- thinking it's a wine connoisseur. I'll go with wine connoisseur. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. I'll go. I'll I'll land there. A very a very nice not so it's not a hobo refuge in your mind. No, it's you're a, going hobo storing stuff. Yeah. Is that where you're landing? <laughs> no, no. Hobos could live down there. That's uh, what I was thinking. Here's, it was a hobo here's dorms. Thinking a discount storage unit, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's either a hobo hobo dorm or it's a, a storage for somebody who doesn't want the stuff to be found at their house. Oh, right. Who, yeah. Or, or who doesn't want to play the exorbitant fee of twelve dollars a month to get a, an actual storage unit. <laughs> Right. And it's to, much easier to build a labyrinth hole. Right, and to get their grandma's piano out of storage, they have to bring it out of a 30-foot hole, which shouldn't be too hard to do. <laughs> Chad, any theory? Anybody? Or are we just going to land on wine I, connoisseur? No, or I, think, I think the, uh, it's meat. 
It's meat. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's yeah. a meat locker. It's a meat. An locker. underground Canadian yeah. meat locker it makes perfect sense. I feel like yeah. there's a basic consensus yeah. there. Yeah. All right. Was... I feel like if you look at San Antonio and Toronto, mm-hmm. is it Toronto it on is. a map? You feel like it just the story kind of solves itself. Yeah. What do you do when you steal 200 pounds of meat? You head north. <laughs> yeah. You drop it in the hole <laughs> and you rewind. <laughs> yep. The refrigerated hole out yep. there. Yep. You know, it's, it's always perfect. cool. It's a whole smuggling operation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So that'll do it. There's that hole. Okay. Well, problem solved. If somebody could take a picture by that hole and tweet it, I won't see it. But some of you could tell me about it or something. That would be great. There's pictures online. I've seen several. I was going to bring this for my slice. Mac Powell uh, actually tweeted one the other day. It was crazy. Nice. So yeah, cool. you should have I seen favorited it. it. Don't yeah. you know I've always loved you? He said anyone not tweeting about this hole is going to be unfollowed. <laughs> yeah. You missed your opportunity. I'm back on. <laughs> he was very interested I'm in it. I'm back Eddie. on. On Sunday, I'm going to eat fish with Catholics and tweet about that hole. It's going to be great. <laughs> it, it, it said his bio says lead singer third day. Shauna's a coffee lover. Canadian hole enthusiast. My favorite <laughs> moment of the show is when Shauna goes silent and just shakes her head. She just cannot attach herself to this conversation. This is going to wreck things. You got a book coming out. Integrity. Mac, Mac Canadian, is, yeah. Children so, who might listen to the show someday. Mommy can't be a part of this. <laughs> lead, lead singer of third day. Twitter bio. Yeah. T- yeah. Uh, 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 coffee enjoyer. Jesus follower. Daddy yeah, too. Jesus whatever. follower. Enthusiast for mystery Canadian holes. <laughs> <laughs> Store and stuff question mark. Store and stuff. Opinion, opinion, thoughts and opinions on a matter of Canadian holes. My opinion only. Hobo's email here. Re- storage question mark. Refuge yeah. question mark. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for Slices. We Stay tuned. Up next, Rebecca Lyons. It's a left hook to the right jaw Wrong man And it's our fault With these wild eyes And it's a good look At the last straw The bad girls The sweet talk And their wild eyes These wild eyes You're listening to Matthew Mayfield. The song is Wild Eyes from his new album, Wild Eyes. Well, this week's interview segment is brought to you by NatureBox. Life is hectic, so sometimes it's hard to make the best uh, snacking choices, you know, Uh, especially when you're hungry and looking for a quick pick-me-up, like in the afternoons or while you're in the middle of a marathon (laughs) uh, podcast recording session. Like right now. Yeah. I, ser- yeah. I seriously do appreciate that about Nature Box, though, because you know, like, when you're hungry, you just get crazy. Right. Right? Like, mm-hmm. you would have been like, oh, nice, healthy choice. But, like, Nature Box is just like, you know, keep this on your table. Right. And when you start to get ridiculous, just go for it. It's going to be great and. So do what we do. Get delicious and healthy snack options at naturebox.com. With over 100 nutritionist-approved snacks, NatureBox has something for everyone, all with zero artificial flavors, colors, or sweeteners, zero grams of trans fat, and no high-fructose corn syrup. You'll even find snacks with the bold flavors you crave without any artificial nonsense in them. Nonsense is the word. That's what you, you don't want nonsense in your snacks. I've had enough of that in my life. <laughs> uh, in the afternoon slump, when, when, <laughs> when uh, Eddie's a little irritable and hungry, uh, we always will hand him uh, like sriracha roasted cashews. Yeah. Well, uh, I, yeah, you just give me a little snack. Little here. pistachio power clusters. Mm. A little Big Island pineapple, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he's happy again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you just kind of like... Yeah brush my hair for me and get me back going. <laughs> and now we want to we want to give you the chance to try Nature Box for free with a trial box featuring five of their most popular snacks. You heard me, free snacks people. Start your free trial right now by going to naturebox.com/relevant. You know you're going to snack. Might as well get smart about it with Nature Box. Go to naturebox.com/relevant for a free trial box of delicious snacks. 
Rebecca Lyons is an author and speaker, and along with her husband, Gabe, uh, Rebecca serves as the co-founder of Q Ideas, a nonprofit organization that helps Christian leaders winsomely engage culture. Uh, she has a new book out called Free Fall to Fly, a breathtaking journey toward a life of meaning, and it deals a lot with anxiety. Yeah, I can't wait to read this book. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's a fascinating conversation. Our very own Tyler Huckabee recently spoke to her. Here is Rebecca Lyons. I guess it's been over a year now since Free Fall came out, right? Right. It came out April of 13. Right. What's been some of, some of the, the fallout of that or the repercussions of that? Have you been surprised at how it's it's gone over, people's reactions to it? Or, or did you even have expectations for how it would go over? Well, I think anytime you're talking about mental illness in the church space, people get a little squirrely. Uh, but at the same point, it's, it's juxtaposed with calling. And so what the point of free fall was really to link the dots between the root of anxiety and how that often, uh, according to Viktor Frankl, is connected with uh, unfulfilled responsibility, which basically means, you know, you're made for something and you're not doing it. And so when I was able to talk around anxiety under the viewpoint of calling, it's actually been really received wonderfully because I think it's almost giving people... They're not feeling so crazy. <laughs> They're kind of like, okay, it makes sense. This is why in the season of like questioning my my life purpose or am I am I putting my hands to the things that matter most or why am I in this tailspin? Why do I want to quit my job? Why am I miserable in something that's been so fulfilling for a while but now all of a sudden seems to be hitting a nerve or striking a chord, and I just think that that's the whisper of God who says, you know, I have I have something for you uh, that's intentional, and the way I knit you in your mother's womb, and what I crafted in you, and I'm calling you towards that. <laughs> and so, often for people, that's risky and daunting and unknown and scary, and often we'll just ignore it, but if we if we if we go towards it, we're gonna hit bumps in our, you know, anxiety levels and our stress levels. But I think in the end we're gonna come out with a lot more awareness of who we are and whose we are and in in a lot of ways it it's it's beautiful on the other side. There's this tension that exists because we hear it's what makes you come alive and it's what you love doing. Like that's that's your calling, that's your mission. And it makes it sound really easy, but for some reason it seems to still be hard for a lot of us. And there seems to be something that sort of, uh, there's a tendency for us to feel like our calling is, is very, very mysterious and hard to figure out and will take a long, long time to really figure out. And your opinion, is that accurate? Like, is it complicated to find your calling? Well, it's funny because I do think the whole process from several people I've talked to who coach on this or who walk people through this is like sometimes we all come to a point in our lives where where what we're doing no longer, it, it becomes status quo and then we become unsettled. And we can't really predict when that's going to happen. I mean, often in our 20s, we're like loving life and chasing after it and running hard and fast and we're building things. But often in our 30s, we look back on that and we've arrived at some of these goals and then we're like, okay, now what? Yeah. Um, 
And then that's, <laughs> I think that's where the midlife crisis comes from, is that we, we start to go, is this it? Is this the meaning of life that, that I've kind of accomplished all these ambitious things that I set out to? And usually what happens when you're in that decade, at least I'm only now 40, so I can only speak for <laughs> as long as I've lived, but somewhere along the way, when they had kind of arrived at the goals they set out for themselves and there was still a stir or a restlessness, that became the ethereal question of calling. It was no longer about career. Uh, it was more about what is my lifelong vocation? And vocation really just roots from the word vocare, which means to call. Like, what is the calling over my entire life that then informs everything I do? And so I think what I'm trying to do is help people break it down, you know, just saying, hey, let's just start by identifying what what you're passionate about, what you're gifted at, what, what is effortless. Then let's, let's dig into what breaks your heart. Let's dig into the, the tensions that you've lived in in your life. Um, most of the time, we all want to skip over that part. And for most people who set out on that journey, it's usually about an 18-month process of wrestling through. We have to kind of excavate the layers that are covering really the simplicity of calling. Like we're the ones who complicated it by trying to meet expectations or be enough so that we can have the approval of man. And the point of calling is it really strips away like what man thinks is important. And it kind of comes back to this purity of heart that says, no, this is actually something assigned by God. We often wonder, like, how how's that going to go down? What does that look like? Well, if I if someone had told me five years ago, Rebecca, you're going to speak around the idea of mental health or anxiety or even, I would have not believed it. I wouldn't. It wouldn't have made sense for me. But now, you know, that I'm on the other side of it, it makes complete sense. You know, my father had his first mental breakdown when I was 15, and I witnessed it. And then he went in a psychiatric hospital for a week. And I watched him battle chronic depression his whole adult life. And then I have a son with an IQ in the 40s. So my father and my firstborn son are, it makes sense now that in my story that that's part of my journey and that I'm going to use whatever God's gifted me with to kind of advocate around these topics. Would you uh, what would you say to somebody who feels like they found their calling, or at least they know they know what they're passionate about, they know what wounds them, uh, and what they want to devote their life to, but they can't quite figure out how to make it click. They can't figure out what that next step is to uh, to actually, like say, supporting themselves off of it or something like that. Well, the the, the crazy thing is, is like if calling really is a whisper of God. And it begins with, in order to have a calling, you must have a caller. And I believe that that's the Father. I believe that that's God. So if He's the one that set this thing in motion and He's wakened us to what that is, then He's going to be the one who actually executes on the rollout. And so there's often times where we'll hear something from God or we'll have confirmation or somebody might prophesy over us or we might, you know, go to this retreat and, or we're going to some sort of therapeutic thing and we're really kind of almost getting to to process things on new levels and yet I believe that there's still a season where he holds it off for a reason and I think part of that is because 
it takes time to, to die to our own lives and our own wills and our own agendas because we still see calling as kind of a prettier version of striving. And it's almost like our way of being big and being important and it almost looks like a new measure of, of living this out. And I think what calling really to me strictly is, is it's obedience. It's obedience to something that's usually uh, undefined. It's not going to really come from man. There's probably nothing else, no one else like you doing that out there. It's going to, you're going to be navigating like unknown waters and uncharted territory. And it's going to require a lot of surrender and a lot of prayer and a lot of patience. <laughs> Uh, but I do think that there's a side of us that we're so frenetically wired that we must be always producing for some reason, or we must feel like our worth is attached to what we do. And God's like, just stop. <laughs> just stop. Like, we could do this your way, or we could do this my way. And my way is going to require some waiting. It's going to require some listening. There becomes, like, such a dependency on Him, like, moving His hand and far less a dependency on me, like, completing my to-do list. Because I'm kind of like, Lord, maybe I'm just getting lazy, but I'd rather just wait (laughs) for you to, like, make it painfully clear. And we start saying that in a regular, like, fashion, in a regular pattern of prayer, we begin to really be blown away by what He really is up to. That was Rebecca Lyons. Make sure to check out her new book, Free Fall to Fly, available now. You're listening to Courtney Barnett. The song is Pedestrian at Best. All right, folks, it's a moment we've all been waiting for. Well, it's time for the 2015 Oscars.biz winners, uh, the uh, award show that everybody's been looking forward to. Now that we've gotten rid of all the... uh, those second-rate ones. It's time for the Oscars.biz Awards. Uh, we have a very special segment uh, planned for you today. We have a special guest host. Please welcome Mr. John Acuff. Back from the internet. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and, and you have a very interesting look going on yeah. this, this morning. So is this a Franklin, Tennessee go-to? Yeah, interesting is something a commoner, I guess, would describe this as. Um, some people would just, a tip of the hat would say, hello, that's a necktie on your neck. <laughs> I see what he did there. Yeah, I see what he did there. Yeah, it's a very... I don't have time to be putting on a whole tie. You know, like I'm yeah. a man of action. Yeah. I put this on my neck. I take it off my neck. It's quick. <laughs> kind of a scarf tie. 
Look, the Oscars, <laughs> the Oscars are a formal affair. Uh, it's yes. an exciting time. Everybody's been dolled up, gotten ready for it. And uh, for the last week, uh, you guys have all gone over to Oscars.biz and you watched our nomination spectacular. It was a 40-minute video extravaganza. Uh, we have nine categories of, of things from all over the reaches of the internet that you guys voted for all week long. Uh, more than 1,000 votes came in. So that means... A lot of people watched the show and then, you know, the trickle down and a thousand people actually voted, which is insanely, I can't believe you have that much time, basically. <laughs> um, so we have the votes tallied and it's time to reveal uh, the, the winners. The room is a buzz. I feel it. There's a palpable thing. John, you watched the show. Uh, are there any overarching things? Are there any, uh, you know, predictions that you had as you're watching? I, I felt like the drummer category was going to break yeah. the internet. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's a tough because one. that one... That one built for me. Each one was better. Each one I'd watch, I'd go, no, that's the one. That's, that's the, one. the crazy drummer. And then Jesse would go, what about this guy? And then I'd go, no, that one. And so that, I am tense right now. Yeah, that's... Well, well, that. well John, let, let me ask this. I mean, you know, we're going to... We're the, the, the answers will be revealed soon, but what's your gut telling you for the drummer category? I always lean with my heart when it comes to drums. Um, <laughs> the gut is my guitar picking um, organ. So I'm gonna go with the uh, the wedding guy. Yeah, I feel like yeah. the wedding guy with the like full sweep, mm. like yeah. he did this helicopter motion, <laughs> yeah. and and it also made me sad for that wedding because um, yeah. somewhere <laughs> somebody had hired that band and was trying to dance and start the union of their love in that moment. And so that one is just layered like a baklava. Yeah. And so I'm going to that one. Yeah. yeah. The, the first rule of a wedding is you don't show up the bride. And that drummer <laughs> clearly, stole the show. Clearly showed up the bride. See, yeah. I think I think whoever hired that band got more than they bargained for. Like they really got their money's worth. They got a musical performance, but also a visual show. Yeah. So, do you think they tomorrow. said that to the drummer? Do you think they were like, "Hey, hey, hey"? And I don't want any weak little elbows. Like you give me full helicopter, or you're out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whether I I believe that you're into this moment, or you're not getting paid. Yeah. yeah you're, you you're not getting anything more than the deposit. So really sell it here. God. How many how many wedding bands do you remember in your life besides that one? Like they got something that they got something they'll be able to talk about till they die. Yeah, that's that probably true. outlast the marriage. That guy's a memory maker. That guy is he's given a gift of memories everywhere he goes. <laughs> Jesse, uh, I do want to follow up on this. I, I would love to see you follow up a year later of if people are divorced after that because <laughs> it's kind of like after Pimp My Ride, I always wanted to see a week later because you know the car was stolen. Exhibit yeah. was like, we're going to put flat screen TVs on the outside of your car. And it was always the worst neighborhood. And you could see their face like, yeah, that won't get my car stolen. Thanks for making my Honda Civic worth $90,000. I'll go ahead and kiss that goodbye. Yeah, the exterior of my Civic is now worth $90,000. Thanks, Exhibit. <laughs> Thanks, exhibit. <laughs> All right, well, let's get rolling. It's time for the the winners. We had uh, an accounting firm tally everything up, and everything's in a sealed printout uh, that we each have. Here we go. The first category uh, is best new artist in the incredibly inappropriate drum solo division. Uh, Jesse, tell us who the nominees were. Uh, so the the first nominee was Dude Vastly Improving Hillsong's Oceans. Uh, you may remember this one. Uh, this one uh, sort of came out of nowhere. We have a guy on the sideline uh, on an electric drum kit that just decides to, to take over the song, I think, to a great effect. Right. It was my pick. The ultimate wedding drummer. Wait, that's John, our, John's clear John, favorite. John's favorite, yes. Right. Yep. 
he he did it his way. Another uh, uh, a really uh, powerful performance of a guy pretty much standing and dancing while playing drums. That was my Sinatra. that was my favorite. Yeah, because that was a full body situation. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah. it was amazing. And like the just the the pure look of ecstasy on his face as he was just like playing. Oh, it was awesome. Didn't yeah. he kind of look like Sia to you? Is that <laughs> Sia? Is that how you say your name? Yes. <laughs> like maybe her you, grandfather. I'm just like I'm you, so. Both. You think. You think under that yellow suit he was wearing, there was a flesh-colored bodysuit. <laughs> I think that that flesh-colored bodysuit for her is like deodorant for me. Like, you get up, you put it on, you go about your day. Yeah, because you never know when the opportunity is going to present itself to just start dancing. Yeah. Chandeliers uh, are everywhere. <laughs> and finally, the final nominee, owning the moment, the marching band drummer who just decided that uh, it was an opportune time to get the spotlight and go on a about a seven-and-a-half-minute drum solo. Yep. Right. All right. And the first winner, which I already disagree with, the first winner, guy vastly improving Hillsong's Ocean. <laughs> And this was a landslide, from what I understand. My soul will rest in your Just take a moment. Bring me to the house of God. Just get into the spirit of worship. And you are my <laughs> Beautiful. Sounds like nobody's watching. It's <laughs> run like nobody's watching. <laughs> You know, if you get the chance. <laughs> what's crazy is 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 the ultimate wedding drummer came in third place. I can't yeah, believe I, it. I just think people they voted with their faith, not with their, yeah. the reality. I obviously this was bias, this one. Yeah. Yeah, this one was geared toward Christians, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what was the breakdown here? Uh the breakdown, forty one percent for Hillsong's Oceans, uh thirty four percent for he did it his way, see his grandfather. Uh, and only 22%, one out of five votes for the ultimate wedding drummer. Uh, owning the moment, uh, the spotlight orchestra kid was only 4%. Nobody really. Nobody likes him. him. Yeah. Nobody likes him. No. Yeah. All right. Well, the next category is a uh, visual category. So this is going to be interesting on an audio podcast. The best Nicolas Cage portrait, Photoshop, or animated GIF category. And the nominees are. Thankfully, Cameron, I am a master of theater of the mind. So these visual <laughs> categories will be no problem. Okay. A uh, rib cage, which is a Photoshop image of Nicolas Cage's face on someone's torso. <laughs> cat cage, which is Nicolas Cage photoshopped on numerous pictures of cats. <laughs> cage car, which is a funny car that has Nicolas Cage's hands waving on the rear view windshield wiper. Tiny frightened monkey cage, which is a hilarious cage of Nicolas Cage's face photoshopped on a tiny monkey. And finally, the blow on your screen animated GIF Cage, <laughs> which is uh, uh, Nicholas Cage with his hair blowing majestically in the wind. All right, this this category was a landslide. Fifty-one percent of the vote. The people speaking out loud and proud in the Cage category. Blow on your screen is the winner. Yes, yes. Now my yes. money was on Frightened Monkey because it. Frightened Monkey was terrifying to me and felt the most Cage worthy. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, but people didn't agree with you. So you're clearly wrong. Yeah. The academy yeah. is never wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I Once, mean, I, I'm with you, John. I kind of felt like that monkey was Nicolas Cage's spirit animal, like a little weird spider monkey, but whatever, whatever. That's why we vote on these. But, but do, see, you know, on do you know who Nicolas Cage hangs out with a lot? Um, Carrot Top. That's a true story. Um, they wear gold lame suits. I just read an article about it. it was, I couldn't take my, my eyes off that idea. 
The uh, Carrot Top lives in our neighborhood, and we see him frequently riding his Vespa and walking around and shirtless. waving at people shirtless. shirtless. Yeah. Really? With cage or sans cage? <laughs> sans cage. Is it a real Vespa yeah. or like a prop Vespa that's on his back? And it's like, I'm back on my Vespa. That kind of thing. <laughs> it folds up to a little trunk that he can carry off to the comedy show. <laughs> um, all right. Well, the next category, outstanding performance in a church moment gone terribly wrong turned into a hilarious YouTube video. Uh, so the, the the first nominee, and and this one is what what, what my gut's telling me is going to win. The show must go on, which is an Easter pageant, uh, uh, you know, uh, a passion play where the tomb literally catches on fire and the actor portraying Jesus busts out while men with fire extinguishers come on stage. But the guy performing the, the impassioned song just keeps on singing. We also have cool passer rides a motorcycle, but get this in church. <laughs> and then he wipes out and hits the. the We're not even supposed table. to own motorcycles. I'm a pastor on a motorcycle to begin with. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 one that I found actually uh, a little awkward to watch called "Always Have a Spotter," where some sort of massive relic thing. <laughs> uh, falls off I believe, I believe it's called an idol. I believe yeah. it was an idol. Yeah. Do we know Jesse, the religion in question in that video? I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Jesse, I love your your ability and your heart to, to really respect the historical tradition of what was happening in the moment. Some sort of relic thing. <laughs> I don't know. It was like made of glass or something heavy. I mean, those old guys definitely couldn't carry it. Sort of Indiana Jonesy thing. I think spiders were going to come out of it if you lifted it the wrong way. I'm not. I'm just, just making stuff up at this point. I'm pretty sure it was haunted anyway, so it's probably good that broke. <laughs> I'm not an Orthodox or whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, and finally, uh, a Narnia-themed stage seemed like a good idea at the time. This is uh, you, you. You can tell the heart behind this, the church. They had the wardrobe for the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe on stage as a prop. Unfortunately, having two guys on stage with the wardrobe Seemed to be a lot. One guy fell back into it. It did not end well. With uh, Tyler's famous line, well, he fell into Narnia. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, that, that was my own personal black and blue dress this week. Yeah. <laughs> that was the highlight of the show. That's for pretty the special. Ready? You call, that's like call mom, tell her about the joke kind of move. <laughs> so anyway, mom, they have this wardrobe. I said, get this. Mom, he picture a wardrobe. Into. Now picture a bunch of guys in a studio talking about a wardrobe. And I said, <laughs> I always give my mom a breakdown of my best lines on the podcast. She's always very, oh, that's great, sweetie. It's usually a short oh, yeah. call. All right. And the winner is, <laughs> the winner is in a landslide, the show must go on. Oh. Oh, wow. at, at this point, Jesus is in the tomb, but the tomb is starting to catch on fire by accident. Uh, people look a little concerned, but not too much. Now the full, now the tomb is fully engrossed in flames, and Jesus has not yet emerged. We're getting a little concerned, but the people guy are running. Who's singing has no concern, and now he has emerged. The entire stage is on fire. The crowd goes crazy. People are running to the rescue. Jesus is strutting around like nothing's wrong. The guy singing doesn't miss a beat. People are putting out the fire with their feet. The church is about to go in, up in flames. <laughs> and the guy singing just keeps hitting every single note. Yeah. Oh, crushing it. And now fire extinguishers have been rushed to the stage. And finally, the situation is getting under control. The crowd is cheering it on like this is a miracle of some sort. 
Well, I mean, it probably was. Honestly, it's probably a more effective, like, passion play. Like, people that were kind of on the fence about, I don't know if I'm going to, you know, join this whole church Christian thing was like, that was impressive. <laughs> but that guy I, but kept the on reason seeing, the fire dude didn't get burned alive out. in front of us. Yeah. Yeah, the reason the fire didn't get put out faster was people in the crowd were like, was this in the Bible? It might have been. <laughs> not, and like, you know, like, so there were a lot of people in there were like, I haven't read that story in a while. Yeah, you're like, it's a very biblically illiterate church is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I do like, who doesn't immediately notice the tomb. fire's not part of this moment? <laughs> when, when did the tomb become an inferno? I can't remember, but whatever. I'm pretty entertaining. Maybe this was the story about the fiery furnace. I don't remember. That guy up front's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah, our, our pastor just tells us inspirational life practical tips on the sermons. He never teaches us scripture. <laughs> yeah. We're not getting enough meat, so we don't recognize yeah. fire. Right. <laughs> I didn't know there was a man dressed as Jesus burning alive inside that paper mache tomb. I'm sorry, he de- never feeds the sheep. <laughs> All right. Those self-help sermons aren't going to help the guy burning alive in that tomb, Pastor. <laughs> Seven tips to not burn alive on fire. <laughs> All right, the next category, the President's Award for Excellence. This is a very prestigious category. In the category of best ways to respond to mass emails containing good news, animated GIF division. Mm. And the nominees are. So the nominees are <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme dancing in a unitard. I feel like these are pretty self-explanatory. I don't really need to give a lot of context to them. Yeah. They were descriptively named. Yeah. <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme doing some awesome splits. Jean-Claude Van Damme dancing in pleated khakis. <laughs> John Claude Van Damme punching a snake right in the face. Yeah, that was a dark horse. That was a surprise nominee. Yeah. 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 And that that's what, you know, that's what I've heard a lot of the the buzz. Yeah. And, and I saw in variety they were kind of leaning that yeah. way. But yeah. uh <laughs> yeah. big pieces. Critically acclaimed, uh, you know, not not the popular mass choice, but the critics loved it. Sort of, yeah. sort of right. a whiplash, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, variety right. Hey, that it's, snake it's, had some whiplash after he got punched in the head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That snake is the J.K. Simmons of this of this award. <laughs> it's like he's that snake is one of those like you know I've seen him around different gifs for a while, but I, I now I'm placing him. <laughs> no, I finally know the snake's name. That snake, ah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. I've seen him on TV before. Yeah. Uh, uh, finally, Uncle Phil, Carlton, and Will dancing on a golf yeah. course. Yeah, and the winners are the winner is. This was a close category because I think people were, realized that for the most part, the Brussels from Muscles or the Muscles from Brussels was going to win. Like it was all yep. win for him and then Carlton. But what won was John Va- John Claude Van Damme. And why did I say it kind of French? Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's, it's your, like, ne- your neck yeah, like your tie, clearly. Yeah. Well, I, oh la la. Well, when you're wearing silk on your neck, you say Jean Claude Van Damme, <laughs> like Pepe Le Pew. It was him dancing. In a unitard. Oh, yes. yeah, clearly, yeah. I love yeah. that one. It's kind of a fit. Yeah. I don't think people can resist the unitard. I just yeah. think at the end of the day, they see a unitard, they vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the next if there's category. anything that this award show has taught us, it is that. <laughs> yeah, I've, I'll probably do next year's Oscars.biz in a unitard. In a unitard. We will hold never you to go, that. Never go full unitard. <laughs> never go full. <laughs> Get your mom on the phone. Get your mama. It just happened. <laughs> One second, you guys. I'll be right back. <laughs> uh, next category. Best song that is actually vastly improved by adding screaming goats. And the nominees are... Taylor Swift's Trouble. 
Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You, Rebecca Black's Friday, Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer, or finally Frozen's Let It Go. And the winner is... This was not even close. People, I almost feel like people felt insulted. There were other choices yeah. on the voting. Yeah. They voted so significantly in one direction. And the winner is Whitney Houston's I Will yeah. Always Love You. I don't care how many times you hear goat screaming. It is funny every single time. Oh, man. Yeah, that was. I kind of, I want to interview the people that own those goats that choose to own that type of, like, because we have a neighbor in our neighborhood that owns a rooster, like a suburban rooster, and it's the bane of our neighborhood. Yeah. But who, like, imagine you live next to somebody in the suburbs and, like, I got some hipster screaming goats. Like, I'm going to do goat milk. (laughs) Yeah. Be miserable. And that, this was a, a landslide. I mean, it was 60% of the vote for yeah. that That's one. surprising me because I thought Taylor Swift's was pretty funny. Oh, oh yeah. No. We, have, we got a mandate. I oh, think no. Taylor Swift's, though, was kind of the first one, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. the breakout one. But, Been yeah. there, done that. They, yeah. You know, it got better with Whitney Houston's. It took it to another level. I think that I think the people appreciated that. Yeah. yeah. Much I, like most Screaming Goat parodies it climbed and built to a crescendo <laughs> right <laughs> yeah i think i think that's what really the filmmakers and the music makers learned on this one <laughs> is when you're dealing with screaming goats bill don't come right out of the gate yeah. with it no, no, yeah, no. Yeah. yeah you don't start with the best you earn the equity and the relationship when the screaming goat fan community and then you launch <laughs> yeah and then you hit that chorus I like the duet too i like that whitney and the goat kind of harmonized yeah. it worked together yeah. so you had the excellence of the song and Whatever the goat brought to it. Right. <laughs> well, and the, the other thing that we're not saying because it's painful is that it's almost like the goat knew it had to be a special tribute <laughs> because, you, you know, like there's 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 a I, moment of emotion there that's not there with a Rebecca Black or a Taylor. For pointing that out, right. yeah. Still yeah, John, I was going to say that is something painful that we're definitely not saying. <laughs> we're all skirting it, but when you wear a tie on your neck, you jump into hard issues. <laughs> You've already right. proven you're a man with nothing left to lose today, John. Uh, all right, next category. Uh, the best ironic thanks Obama animated GIF taken from an infomercial clip. So not just all the thanks Obama uh, animated GIFs, but specifically the ones taken from footage from an infomercial. And the right. nominees were? Uh, the nominees were Clumsy Car Wash. Uh, you may remember this. This guy just couldn't wrangle that bucket and hose. <laughs> thanks, Obama. <laughs> Uncomfortable reading position. Who hasn't been there with a book? It's hard to sit and read. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I don't read. <laughs> Largely why I spend very little time reading books. And I and I had hoped that the segue would have fixed that. Yeah. First it'd take on the walking issue and then the reading and sitting with a book. I mean, how long must we suffer? <laughs> Get with the program, science. <laughs> Uh, frustrating potato chips. Uh, I'll be honest, I've never had this problem. I'm pretty 
This is the one where his hands were full. He had a, a bowl of potato chips. He had a remote in a hand and a, and a large beverage in the other hand. Yet he wanted to eat the potato chips. Didn't know what to do. Drops everything on the floor. Yeah, thanks, Obama. Obama. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. It, yeah, this is a problem I've never had. I'm pretty efficient at getting potato chips into my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> is he a quitter? Yeah, apparently. Well, I just feel like you just dump them. Like it's like I treat potato chips like I've won the NBA championship and it's champagne. Yeah, you just throw them up. No question. <laughs> you like gra- you let gravity do the work. Am right. I right? Yeah. Yes. yeah. You go ice bucket challenge on that thing. <laughs> ooh, ooh. I did not say that, Jesse. Uh, uh, DIY plumbing again. Who hasn't been there? A simple plunging ends with a complete uh, head to toe covering in in whatever you're trying to get out of the toilet. <laughs> and, and finally, dangerous measuring tape. Which is pretty self-explanatory. A guy on a ladder is is getting whipped in the face with some measuring tape. Yeah. It's all right. The o- absolute opposite of self-explanatory. <laughs> Obama has brought all of these difficulties upon the nation, and the winner is. Well, the, before I announce the winner, I I feel like there was a dark horse we could have added, which was cleaning your ears out with uh-huh. the Q-tip jab, oh, no! jab yeah, your yes. brain. Yeah. Yeah. Because without that vacuum suck thing, yeah. I just don't know how J- people aren't just stabbing their medulla constantly. Jesse, how did, the, to- how did the committee overlook this? This is actually one that's been yeah. on the show before. Yeah. It is our Lego well, movie. I'm just saying it is no. the Oscars.biz Lego movie. I didn't want, <laughs> I was like, do I say it or not? But again, emboldened by the tie. Yeah. Yeah, my hands. Well, here's the thing: tied. are there are there clear snubs? Maybe is there a little <laughs> politics behind a behind the scenes? Maybe. I mean, Jesse, the Q <laughs> tips are white, so you couldn't even play the fact that it wasn't white to not nominate it. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond. <laughs> Jesse, thoughts? Do you want to elaborate on that? You elaborate on the fact that all award shows are whitewashed. What's the winner on this one, John? <laughs> the winner is frustrating potato chip. Oh, in a landslide. Thanks, yeah, it, it really was. People, 39%. The next closest was 19%, yeah. and it was dangerous measuring tape. Yeah, wow. See, wow. I, I was thinking the car wash one, but, you know, goes yeah. to show how much I know. All right, the, uh, the next category, we have three left. The most spectacular wildlife photography... The nightmare-inducing flying fox division. This is this was this was a gripping category this year, and the nominees are. Please tell me this was photoshopped. It's what? a scary picture of a flying fox. <laughs> 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 Seriously, look at this hell beast. And this one is another picture of a really scary-looking flying fox. <laughs> How is it possible that we didn't know this thing existed until recently? And finally. The photographer was eaten only moments after this photo was taken. Uh, another picture of a flying fox. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that third one was also a flying fox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just, I want it for the people at home that yeah. are on it, their it, uh, radios. It, it was, it was someone jamming a Q-tip into his ear, but uh, I, you know. Well, you know, it was, it was an odd thing yeah. for me. Now that we're this deep in the show, Jesse, that the that the committee seemed to forget that this was an audio uh, experience and had so many visual categories. Well, I mean, we did do a pretty big uh, uh, video show, in all fairness. Uh, <laughs> next year, when we reinvent the format, I will do more audio categories. <laughs> like I said, a lot goes beyond, but it goes on beyond the, behind the scenes here. So yeah, yeah. All right, and the winner. All right, was. and the winner, not not really even close. Yeah, was not, the photographer was eaten moments after this photo was taken with fifty percent of the votes. Yeah. yeah, that was the one where you see into its eyes for the first time. Yeah, and you know that the photographer 
crossed a line. Completely terrifying. Yeah. Absolutely. Flying fox sounds like kind of a beautiful animal. It doesn't it doesn't convey the terror that this creature no. really infests in people who look at it, right? It sounds like kind of a Pokemon or like a fanciful little woodland creature. It's, it's a rabid dog with bat wings. I agree with you. It does sound soft and stuffed animally. Uh, I, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, just got a little distracted. Uh, late Arriving late is... Uh, Looking very dashing, walking the red carpet wow. is uh, Lauren. Wow. Welcome, Lauren. Yeah, Lauren. Uh, welcome to the wow. 2015 Oscars.biz Awards. You look Thank very, you. You can, you can very put, appropriate. You can put your earbuds oh, right, in if you'd right. like. Yeah. Um, now, my, my question, Lauren, <laughs> wow. uh, to me, your, your, your formal dress looks very golden white. Um, is that the consensus here? I'm getting blue in Nashville. It looks very blue, like a midnight flying fox eyeball angry blue <laughs> <laughs> you look very lovely thank you for joining thank us thank you did you not get the uh, pay attention to the invitation of what time this started or are you just fashionably I, late just, obviously all right just fashionably, fashionably late, late. Yes. are you excited <laughs> about the oscars this year did you vote did you vote often oh yeah do you even know what the oscars are <laughs> yeah yeah that sounds more honest than an oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we have two categories left, and we're, we're just so glad you could join us for them. Uh, the uh, the next category is the best completely random moment from a Left Behind film. Ooh, ooh, this is a this was a tough one because there's so many completely random moments to choose from. I mean, really, Left Behind mo- films are just a compilation of completely random moments. That's true. That's true. Yeah, and uh, the nominees were Nicolas Cage dramatically rubbing his face. Ooh. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cameron dodging an exploding bullet while checking email. I was actually curious about the context of this scene, but I didn't care enough to go watch it. <laughs> but it was pretty compelling in uh, seven-second form. What? What would? Can I ask what the difference is between a bullet and an exploding bullet? <laughs> You're gonna have to ask the filmmakers who left behind no. because literally it enters into his computer and it explodes. Yeah, no, I don't think the bullet explodes. I think the computer, think the computer explodes. explodes when the bullet hits it. The right? Computers yeah. don't explode when you shoot them with a bullet. So the yeah, that, only- that's my thing. There's yeah. something in that bullet here. I don't think. So. I think if you shoot live wired electronics, they're gonna it's no, spark. If you, shoot, if you shoot a computer, it'll put a hole in the computer, and that's all. We're we're dealing with very advanced technology in okay. this movie. All right. This okay. is American Sniper stuff here, okay? Kurt okay. right. <laughs> right. Cameron dramatically exiting a men's room, which that's uh, a moment in the film. Yeah. And, and finally, <laughs> Nicolas Cage dramatically discovers his co-pilot's John 316 watch. But wait for it. The scene's in French because I couldn't find an American one on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to see how this one shakes do you, out. I, do you need me to translate it? From the French, because oh, yeah. you, when, oh, yeah. when you travel in high fashion, you pick up stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> this this was tour? another. This a was tour? another landslide. Yeah. Yeah. This is a landslide. Not even close. The people have spoken. The winner is Nicholas Cage. Dramatically discovers co-pilot custom John three sixteen watch. Bum 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 in French. Here it is. Jean chapitre trois verset seize. What 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 did he say, John? Um, he said, I shouldn't have sold my comic book collection that I had worth reportedly $2 million, and now I'm in this movie. I think that's it was, it's hard to translate. <laughs> it's a loose translation. I, I'm from the Bosque part of France, so it's, <laughs> it's challenging. <laughs> and the final category, the Lifetime Achievement Award, Sky Mall Model. These are, these are only Sky Mall Models. Lauren, what do you feel? How do you feel about this category? <clears throat> 
Are you uh, gonna miss the Sky Mall? Yeah. Do you know what the Sky Mall is? Yeah, I looked at it once before. Once? Yeah. Oh man! Like I read my Bible a time or two. <laughs> like the people at that church. Yeah. Exactly. Like, maybe Jesus caught on fire. I don't know. Yeah, maybe this is all part of the story. <laughs> And I would say that I need to give pretty uh, big-time visual descriptions to paint a picture, but I'm pretty sure most people are familiar as soon as I say the name. And I, before ever you start, Jesse, I brought a Sky Mall home when I heard that that was happening. Like, I, And my wife said, why do we have a Sky Mall? And I was like, because soon we won't. Yeah. I think it's coming back. I think somebody bought the, the remnants of the, of the company and is going to relaunch it. What if, like, is it like train mall? What if the train mall people bought it? And they're gonna. <laughs> yeah, the land- lucrative train mall company. <laughs> yeah, land mall, I think, is the, yeah, the other mall. competitor. Sky mall, land mall. <laughs> Future, we need like Uber mall now. I, th- I think Richard Branson's working on Galactic Mall. But, uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> the sad bus mall bought it. <laughs> that's just bus random mall. flyers. That's just like toothpaste behind. and. Uh, like yeah. disinfectant. Yeah. <laughs> A Walgreens gift card. Stuff that while you're sitting on the bus, you're like, I really need to buy these things. <laughs> the, the paper lining for toilet seats, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, but they'd have like your favorite football team on them Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers. <laughs> or your least favorite. Yeah, your least favorite. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. The nominees were uh, uh, Skyrest travel p- travel pillow guy. You remember this one? I've always wanted to try this device. By the way, it's the tray table with the inflatable balloon that you just kind of lay your head on. If it wasn't for looking completely ridiculous and having no dignity and getting laughed at, it actually looks pretty comfortable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, relax and nap face down pillow lady. A, a lot of a lot of their products in later years had to do with inflatable pillows. Well, they knew their target demographic. Yeah, <laughs> the, the gorgeous statue of Roswell, the alien butler. Uh, bonus: He'll hold a, a huge, an enormous amount of wine in his hand. <laughs> the peak pet dog, uh, which is the dog that peeks his head through the little portal in the fence. And this is really sad. I don't know if you guys realize this. They had to put peak pet dog down as soon as no. the day they declared bankruptcy because oh. they couldn't afford to keep them. Yeah, like, they can't afford the food. There's not a Sky Mall farm where all the retired animals go and run around with their friends? Sadly, no. They can't afford That's the upkeep. That's what they tell the people. Yeah. It's like the Neverland Ranch. Michael Jackson couldn't afford the upkeep. Yep. They, they to, you just got to let them go at some point. You just open the gate and God will <laughs> Yeah, They totally Ohio the whole situation. Go, here are my tigers. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, the $85,000 shark boat. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That was, that was, that's going to be That missed. was the one we all wanted. Yeah. That's the one I wanted. Yeah. 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 Are there any predictions if you don't know the results? Any predictions? I mean, if we're talking Lauren, about a model. Lauren, he- Lauren, hearing those categories, where are you leaning? I honestly blacked out and don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I, something about a dog, that sounds great. The, the, the dog fence. The dog that sounds great. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with here's you. The wow. thing, here's the thing that makes me curious about Lauren. Hey, so do you listen to the show? Wow. No. Okay, you're going to be on the show. Listen to it. <laughs> Shows up. Didn't listen to it. She didn't he, even... Now we're at a level of she's on the show right. and isn't listening to right. it. She's actively trying not to be in the same room as we are. <laughs> <laughs> Next, it'll be like, what did I just say? Like, she will say, what did I just say? I wasn't listening to myself as I talked on the podcast. <laughs> Podcast. Yeah. All right. And the winner was? The winner was $85,000 shark. Oh, no question. No question. No question. Well deserved. Well deserved. Does anybody know if somebody has one of those? Did they ever sell one? Was was there ever one guy flying 
on like a Southwest flight and was just like, you know, today's the day. I'm going to do this. $85,000. I'm calling them up. I'm just going to do this. <laughs> today's the day. Operators well, are standing let's by. rewind for a second. If you're buying an $85,000 shark boat, you're not on like commercial air. Right. You're not on a, you know, U.S. Airways to Charlotte. Yeah. You're right. on your own private jet that is probably yeah. shaped like a tiger. Yeah, that, yeah. that thing should have been in Yacht Mall catalog, not, <laughs> not Sky Mall. Yeah. Yacht yeah. Mall, nice. I just, and imagine the Sky Mall operator that day that he got the call and like, did they ring a bell? Was yeah. there like an $85,000 yeah, like shark? Like a little flag that they hold up. Yeah, they all won the, <laughs> gift, the flag. They all won the gift certificate to Chili's. That, that every, you know. Yeah. We got it. We're getting apps. We're getting apps. <laughs> or they're like, oh, we don't actually have any of the. <laughs> we didn't think anybody would actually buy it. We never made any. Oh, we man. made that whole thing up. Yeah. <laughs> that shark boat was an elaborate ruse. Jesse, you know my favorite. Do you remember a couple years ago we saw in the Sky Mall uh, that that boat towable uh, that was like shaped like a large kite and and you laid on it. I mean, it's large. And when it was pulled, it got airborne and it would go up in the air. Do you remember? We talked about it on the show. I saw it in a lake. I saw people riding it. I thought they were illegal. Well, soon thereafter, they became illegal because it would go 10, 20 feet up in the air, almost like paragliding. But you're just holding on and children were on them and falling off and dying. And so they had to like shut down the flying towable. But but we had a window where we could have moved on it, man. We could have gotten it. There was only $600. And we yeah. could have done it, and that's one of my few life regrets, is that we didn't get the inflatable Sky Mall flying towable. You had a window toward a recreational death, and you missed it, Cameron. Yeah, and, I, and that's how I think about the shark boat. You know, it's yeah. like the, the window's forever closed. A shark boat did exist, and we didn't find a way to yeah. obtain it. None but are those going to find their way back on the market? Oh, like yeah. when, so, you know, oh, yeah. like somewhere there's a warehouse, like in Indiana Jones, where there's like they're going to open it up. three somewhere. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> like, and let's be honest, they're in Florida. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They're in Florida. Yeah, because you need protection from the alligators if you're in the water. So the shark boat yeah. is going to, yeah, it's a perfect vehicle. Yeah. 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 Cameron, I remember at the time that, that, that tow behind flying kite thing, I think we referred to it as the four loco of boat toys. That's right. <laughs> like, it, like combining all that sugar, caffeine, and alcohol into one lethal pint can. You know, sounds like a fun idea, but they got to take it off the market. Yeah. Some things humanity is not ready for. Right. I like I like the idea of like if you're tired of lawn darts, what about an inflatable boat toy that becomes a kite? <laughs> that becomes a kite that, that you, can, you ride. can ride on. Yeah. yeah, I mean that sounds like an amazing Saturday afternoon. You know. Yeah. All right, they well, they- say that falling from 30 feet onto water feels like hitting concrete. What do they know? <laughs> At 40 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah, but are they moving 30 miles an hour ahead? <laughs> the world may never know. Yeah, there's one, there's one thing they left out of the equation, speed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, well, wow. this has been a fantastic uh, award season, obviously mm. culminating with the Oscars.biz. Thank you to everybody who voted at Oscars.biz. We will... You know, put the uh, the winner announcement up on the uh, the internet for you all to peruse. Uh, John, thank you for hosting. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, the fashion choices are yeah. impeccable. Yeah. Well, thank you for giving me a chance to be brave um, with this this tie. I've been saving this for an award show. I, I like to live tweet the Golden Globes, and I get dressed up then, but people don't know it. Right. Right. And now they do. Yeah. Right. And well, Lauren, Lauren, it was great to meet you. You I, too. Great, great meeting you, Lauren. I really <laughs> Lauren feel like goes, where did you come from? <laughs> <laughs> Has he been on that TV the whole time? (laughs) 
All right. Well, that'll do it for the Oscars. Stay All tuned. Right. Up next, feedback. You're listening to Blur. The song is Go Out from the album The Magic Whip. The, Mag- the Magic have been whipping their opponents this last yes, week. Yes, new coach. Yeah. We love him. Yeah, a little update. Uh-oh. We got rid of the coach. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. To, you, thanks to you, I'm yeah. assuming. White noise had something to do with it, I think. Um, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I'm excited. Still still the greatest fan nickname of all time. <laughs> white, white noise. <laughs> a, a friend of mine uh, went to a game with me a couple weeks ago and then mailed me a uh, basketball coach's clipboard. In, oh, uh, yeah. In, uh, in, uh, and somebody, I put a picture on, online and somebody put, white noise is all grown up yeah really i'm I'm excited uh jesse's coming down for a game on my birthday weekend can't wait we're going to the Cavs game and we actually splurge for floor seats and so uh i'm gonna bring the clipboard and we're gonna look like assistant coaches and we're gonna try and sidle up the best thing about floor seats is you never know what strange like you never know who's gonna be sitting next to you because it could be somebody like just rad like justin timberlake could be sitting there yeah probably or it could be somebody like Oh well, yeah, it's a lawyer from TV in town. That's kind of fun. But to be be fair, if (laughs) there's any Orlando game that's going to draw celebrities, it's the Cavs because everyone's seen LeBron. LeBron. Absolutely, I know that's really exciting. We're going to see baseball players because spring training will be happening. A lot of MLB players, Yankees players. Yeah, we sat next to Johnny Damon at a game one time. Yep. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, We'll see golfers. They'll all come out. Uh, So yeah, all all the members. Yeah, all the Florida celebrities will come see LeBron, and we're going to be there with our clipboard sidling up. I'm just telling you. Yeah. We're going to yeah. Try and break the fourth wall. That's what we're going to try and do. It's time for them to just invite you on. Birthday memories. Okay, it's time for your feedback, but we don't have any because last week the assignment was to go to oscars.biz and vote Mm -hmm. for uh, the winners. Which which, I did. Which you just heard. So uh, thank you for that. And uh, we'll get to this week's question of the week in just a moment. But before that, we wanted to uh, welcome a podcast listener. Uh, He's coming through town. Ben Getz is joining us in the studio. Yeah, Uh, yeah, long-time listener, first-time podcaster. Yeah. Uh, good to see you, Ben. And for those of you watching this, that's not me with an infinity scarf on. That's a different man. So Ben and I are not, not the nearly same person. as attractive. I mean, we kind of look. He's got a, his beard is way better though. Yeah, way he is. Better. He is much better looking. I would agree. I wasn't with that. saying. I wasn't bringing him to my level. I was trying to like <laughs> elevate, rise yourself. up to his. You have you have glasses. We could be family. I do. Could be. Yes. We are, we you guys are brothers. We could you could be, be an uncle or, very or very, an older brother. <laughs> An uncle or an older brother? Well, a very older we'll brother. brother. So fun having you on the show, Ben. Yeah, give your best to my family. <laughs> we're gonna revoke Eddie, your cap. Uh, we, we're kind of picturing you right now as the older, sickly uncle in this yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah, who's just kind of on his way out, walking into the woods. New guy in. His uncle. There's something wrong with him. That's what we're picturing. The uncle right. who's got something wrong with him. No one's quite sure what. Ben, so, yes, so, go, so, so since we uh, we don't have your feedback, we actually do have some mail here that we got a package a couple weeks ago from a listener, Kayla Pre. 
Hoda. Yes. Um, uh, you might know her on Twitter as that quirky Kayla. Yes. She she sent a package and the note in it said, we had plenty of fun uh, with these at our church retreat this fall. After last week's Jelly Belly conversation, I figured this could make a great and horrible video feature. Beware and enjoy. <laughs> she sent us a package full of the game Bean Boozled. Huh. Bean Boozled uh, Jelly Beans How game. How cool of them to do that. And if you don't know about it, it's they take Jelly Bellies and Jelly Bellies, we were talking about on the show, have uh, some weird flavors. Right. And when you just grab a handful, it's not a good experience usually. Not at Because all. you got the fruits and they're all mixed in and you got a little fruit salad thing going on and you have a popcorn in the mix or you have a yeah. coffee in the mix and it just yeah, yeah. takes it all down. Yeah. Well, Bean Boozled is a game that kind of plays on that. And what it is, is like there's a spin wheel here and I can spin it and it'll land on a certain bean and you have beans in front of you. And that bean is either one of two flavors. You have to try the bean and then determine what flavor it is. Okay. Um, and I, uh, we thought, well, you come visit the studio and interrupt the show. We're gonna make, we're gonna make Ben play the game. It sounds like a fair trade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, Ben and and uh, Eddie are gonna play Bean Boozled. Let's do it. You Uncle got Eddie. Uncle Eddie. Uh, no, Chad, I'm not. You? We, no. Weird Uncle Eddie. Weird Uncle Eddie. <laughs> so, hey, guys, we're, we're pretty confident something's wrong with Weird Uncle Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, just keeping it in the family. Say just your goodbyes. Keeping it in the family. So here it is: a generational clash of the Getz Coffold's clan. <laughs> here it is. All right, I'm spinning the first one. Your first bean, guys, looks like that. So this is either caramel corn no. or moldy cheese. Oh, I definitely got to be caramel corn. corn. That's definitely caramel corn. That oh, was, you guys was, both got lucky. Yeah, okay. It was delicious. If it's between or that moldy cheese. Here we go. Second bean. <laughs> but the fact that it wasn't clear in my mind. Speckled right pink. Speckled pink. Uh, uh, that's the worst one, one right there. on there, man. So speckled pink. This is either tutti frutti or stinky socks. Oh, boy. Tutti Fruity uh, or Stinky Socks? I don't, tell me I don't like this game. I think it's I think it's <laughs> What socks. is it? You got Stinky Socks. Uh, it tastes like that oh, no. smells. It is so- oh, that's socks. I was going to say, oh, you would have think they would have chosen something more different than Tutti Fruity. Oh, like, I don't know <laughs> what Stinky Socks are. But oh, I that is vile. Okay, so this one, your next one is either Berry Blue or Toothpaste. Well, that's not bad. Berry Blue or Toothpaste? Um, that one's Toothpaste. You got you went from socks to toothpaste. I hate this. Oh, I got berry, berry blue. <laughs> oh, yeah. there you that go. That was delicious. Uh, your next one and is. No, mine was toothpaste. This is good. <laughs> this is a good lunch. This one is either chocolate pudding or canned dog food. Ooh. Oh man, <laughs> this game's awful, dude. These are terrible. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is red. Oh mine, my mine's gosh, pu- mine's pudding. Oh, you got chocolate pudding, yeah, dude. Nice. I don't think if I ate a if I ate a like canned gravy. dog food jelly bean, I don't know if I could recover from that. Like oh, at least at first. What an if hour. you ate can? What if you ate canned dog food jelly beans for a week? <laughs> While listening to me. All right, your next one. Your next one is either buttered popcorn or rotten egg. Mm, oh, oh, no. Boy. This is going to be the worst. When you're I vegan. Can't, I cannot eat that. That is egg or jalapeno or something. Oh, I definitely got rotten that egg. That is poison. Oh, my I'll God. I'll do it. Because oh. have, that is awful. <laughs> this one is Thanks. called Thanks, rat Quirky poison. Kayla. Thanks a lot. <laughs> that at Quirky Kayla. This one is <laughs> called Strychnine. Yeah, <laughs> this is rat poison or oh, ricin. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Who makes that? All right. Why well, would they make that? And then here's the last one. It's either juicy pear or booger. Familiar <laughs> with both. <laughs> oh, that's booger. Minus pear, thank God. <laughs> oh, if, man, we ended with, if we had ended with booger, I was out. Wait. All right, actually, oh, we, yeah. okay, so here we go. We, uh, final one. Here, final one. This is either poison or arsenic. Final one, it's either peach or barf. Or barf. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. I want to pray first. I think mine is peach. 
Yeah, I think you would know if it wasn't. <laughs> I definitely got barf. <laughs> How are you? That is surprisingly similar. <laughs> oh, right. Like, oh, but I feel like the worst job like in the world. You know school, what it, I just, threw up in the lunchroom. That's right, the flavor. Right. But somebody's job <laughs> oh. at Jelly Belly is like tasting it. They're like, okay, uh, you know what? Let's just make a note. Just a little, just a touch more bile, uh, if you, you would. Know, you just, know, this one is not barfy enough. Yeah. Can you add white vinegar to it? That would be. Bring in the whole third grade class. We need to Yeah. That is disgusting. <laughs> it, I want oh, you to wow. think Cameron on his birthday two years ago. Yeah. That's where oh, we are. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. Last Oh, last year. My children all last night. Just oh, no. throwing up Terrible. all night. And you're, about, and you're about to have your first kid, right? Yeah. So. Uh, we're, we're about to have our uh, our little boy in about maybe like four four or five weeks or so. Yeah, so, yeah. so you'll have yeah. some of those fun smells. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. looking forward to it. Hey, just tell JJ. I mean, the whole thing, it's just magical. JJ yeah. being his wife. Yeah. yeah. Not, J- not JJ. Not JJ. Oh, not JJ. The listeners. Yeah. Hey, when you're in LA and you're at the game, when you're at the Clippers game next, tell JJ. Childbirth is magical. My my lovely wife also has no idea that I'm doing this, so she's gonna freak out when this drops on Friday. Like marriage problem, or is it like you know? She she knows knows I'm in Orlando. She knows I'm in Orlando for work. Yeah, but she has no idea that I'm actually in the studio with you guys. So she's gonna she's gonna freak out. That's That's great. In a good way. But careful, careful, because she's a real delicate time. She's to term. I mean, so you gotta watch out. Yeah, yeah. At this point, I might bring the baby around this delicately yeah and then and then make sure you find jj reddick and just pat him on the shoulder and go childbirth is a delicate time <laughs> it's beautiful everything oh, is magical man. about it now have this bar jelly bean all right all right thanks for joining us ben it's great having you appreciate it all right it's time for this week's editorial question of the week okay well you know a lot's happened you know we had the oscars just now we had rebecca lyons on uh we had a guest in the studio so so i'm gonna help you think back Think back all the way to slices. We've really gone on a journey together, right. haven't we, Cam? Yeah. So think back to slices, and 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 we're still off the air and in the breaks. We're still talking about this. We can't solve the mystery. What's the deal with that hole in Canada? What's the deal? Right. I don't know. And so that's the question of the week this week. What's <laughs> we want your theories? What's the deal with that hole in Canada? Yeah, we, I, yeah, I, I we, already, want, we want theories, speculation, accusations. Yeah. Mine is that a troop of sommeliers got together, dug a huge hole, and are storing because wine. Because when I think uh, burly men who dig dig things and want to get dirty, I right. think sommeliers. So, that's right. Yeah. So exactly. So and yeah. your theory is the homeless are storing their stuff. No, there. no, no. My theory is that it's a hobo refuge. It's a harsh winter, so they go. <laughs> underground it's a, you are you are right on the edge <laughs> perfect you know the hobo community not big podcast listeners it's okay they are not yeah i don't hmm. think so interesting um, uh chad just says, i still think it's the meat bandit yeah yeah it's so you're saying it's storage for something stolen and, uh-huh. and jesse's kind of like deep into the third day uh mac powell theory at this yeah, point yeah well, well me and mac powell we're on a whole nother level than you guys i mean i, we, I mean Wait, i think a the whole last nother thing, level we, a whole nother level. Oh, I get jokes. Well so it's done. a two-level hole. You're a, see, that's going back to my refuge bunker situation. Absolutely. I think this we're looking is, in the wrong place, though. I think we've come into this hole from the top when you should be looking from the bottom. Mole people, mole men. It's, mole men. it's <laughs> oh, obvious the whole time so it's been mole. This men. is people actually trying to get out. This is the, somebody exactly. got out of this. Okay, now, only that's two years away. Now that's a really good theory. That is a really good theory. That's what I'm saying. We're looking in the wrong place here, guys. Or who's or, above ground that needs not be there? Hold on. What have we? What we're talking about is what if what was down there is now gone? What Ooh. if somebody had a treasure map or some sort of national treasure or document found? the location, dug it out, and took it. It's not about the hole. It's about what used to be buried. 
Yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it's a reason the hole was abandoned. It's like a Goonies situation. Like it was nothing but but a bunch of skeletons, like still right. in their pirate garb, with, yes. just with chest overflowing with with cool pirate yes. treasure. I, now it's gone. Where I is think, it? I think, I think it together. Canadian treasure that got looted. And extra credit for any Torontan listeners who can take a picture in front Go of the hole. Go to the hole. Which, right. by the way, the, the camera. Your comment about treasure reminds me of my favorite Dimitri Martin joke, which is. Have you ever noticed pirates never seem to bring a big enough chest? <laughs> it's always overflowing. <laughs> That's a really good point. <laughs> like, why, why don't they just get a bigger chest? Just, or just, or just, two. Or just get bring, two chests. Bring two. Either way. Yeah, there's two. You got gold coins and rubies spilling everywhere. <laughs> Spend two of those and just get another chest to hold the rest of them. It's an easy yeah, investment. Take one ruby right. or whatever. <laughs> For those teeth, those cool gold teeth, yeah. trade in for a bigger chest. Yeah, just the chest. chain that nobody wants that you got to do something with. You <laughs> yeah. gotta. That makes sense. Yeah, it's just good logic. It is. All right. Well, if you want to answer this week's question of the week and help us figure out uh, what is the deal with that hole in Canada, um, <laughs> you can hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, or you can uh, chime in in the pot or the comments at the podcast episode page That's at relevantmagazine.com. It's going to be my favorite one to see on our website page with no context. What's the deal with that hole in Canada? <laughs> like that's it. That's what you get? The press. And I really, I hope we have like a real serious theologian next week as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. NT yeah. right. Uh, thanks, NT. Up next, we talk about what's the deal with that hole in Canada. What is it? What's in there, right? Yeah. <laughs> right, Tom? <laughs> um, so, hey, uh, when you go to the podcast page to chime in, you're going to notice some stuff. Yeah. You're going to notice the page looks different. You're going to notice the video extracts look different. You're going to notice, oh, wait, the whole site looks different. Nailed it. This week, we uh, launched an all-new relevantmagazine.com. Yeah. Pretty exciting. Cool. Yeah. That's really exciting. That's hard work. It's been something we've been working on... At least four months. I mean, and serious development. So, and this is just phase one. I mean, it's just like the phase one has deployed. Um, we are working on a major change to the entire subscription and magazine experience online. And then we're going to come back and, um, well, we have some big plans for the media and music areas of the site. And Neat. we're really excited about that. So, phase three is just a, the chip, the relevant chip is implanted. <laughs> just in implanted. You. And you see and hear everything without having to look at a computer. We are yeah. in your mind. Your, you can choose your hand or your forehead. I wish they'd been ready but you know Um, (laughs) well many thanks to Rebecca Lyons for uh, talking to us you can check out her new book Free Fall to Fly Uh, it's out and available everywhere Uh, and you can find out more at RebeccaLyons.com and uh, follow her on Twitter at Rebecca Lyons uh, thanks also to John Acuff for uh, guest hosting yeah. our Oscars.biz yeah. uh, event. Good to have John back. Love yeah. that guy. Yeah. Uh, that, so we found him. Pay a long time listeners who we think thought we lost him in the internet. He was in the mm-hmm. hole. Yeah. He was just... He just, he just resurfaced, literally. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well done. I get it. Um, he was a mole man, is what I was trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> Just to be really, really clear, he, he was a mole. He built an internet bunker up there right. in Canada. Nobody nobody in Canada knows what the internet is, so he, he was, thought he was safe. Um, God, no. So <laughs> Just one more. One more before the end of the show, huh? <laughs> Homeless. Canadian. Hey, it's not a big deal. I got a lot of friends in Canada now after this last week. I, they, they know me up there. I've been doing a lot of, lot of TV and a lot of media, a lot of press up there, Eddie. Yeah. yeah. We're good. Kind yeah. of a big deal. <laughs> yeah. So thanks, John Acuff. Uh, if you, if you want to 
to go back. Uh, Oscars.biz has been updated with the winners. You can also continue to see all the nominees. We'll leave it up. We're going to keep paying the Squarespace bill. So the yeah. site will yeah, continue gotta, to live we on. We've got a trial through the end of the month, and it'll be there. <laughs> let's, just say, let's just say Cameron found a way to save on some storage unit fees, and we're going to be able to pay the Squarespace bill. We got all. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> Wink. Uh, speaking of speaking of watching Oscars, you can watch uh, not only the Oscars nomination special, which was really funny, and I mean to be honest, those clips were hilarious. Oh, I was dying. Um, uh, and and other video extracts that we continue to produce each week on our YouTube channel at uh, YouTube.com/relevant. Make sure to check out our sponsors, Stamps.com. You can use promo code Relevant for that special offer, and also Naturebox.com/relevant for some delicious treats. Yeah, uh, we appreciate their support. Yeah, and if you got to get two hundred pounds of meat north ASAP, uh, Stamps. Stamps.com. They got you. Stamps.com. And, and uh, you can maybe, maybe Naturebox. Oh, yeah. It's, it's all working out. This is mm. all. I'm just... My mind's getting blown right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. On that note, we'll wrap it. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Eddie Koffold. I'm Chad Michael Snavely. I'm Jesse Carey. You can still go donate to Charity Water. It's going to be open for a little while. It's That's a great right. cause. You should do it. Another few Thank more you, weeks. everyone who gave already. Absolutely. Uh, for Sean Nequist and John Acuff. And Natalie Maines. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> it's been Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Relevant Podcasts and get bonus material from this episode at the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And don't forget to check out the magazine. It's available on newsstands and at the iTunes App Store, or you can subscribe online at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. Any conflicted feelings I had about making fun of Nickelback for a week straight, I lost. I did not care. I hated them.